Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. What's this? We have a show to announce? What? It's not an addition to the network. It's a live Steve Dangle podcast, everybody. That's right. Next Friday in Kingston, Ontario. Home of the Frontenacs. And of course, the Tragically Hip and Doug Gilmore. So many great things. And it's only 32 months late? That's right. Uh, Actually, (laughs) yeah. So uh, it actually, it is three years. Yeah. Um, We were supposed to do this show. This show, you may have bought tickets to this show. Um, We had it uh, sold out in 24 hours in mid-March of 2020. And April 4th was going to, you know, mid-March happened pandemic happened and so we reached out to david owens is his name and it's going to be at uh, a mansion uh it's at 506 princess street um and basically said listen when it's time for us to come back when we can do live shows again that's what we'll do we'll come back to your bar first and then steve got his saturday night streaming gig so we couldn't do it last year oh. because like it was sort of one of those where it was like oh i guess we can't do this now right yeah. it was, so we picked the one time a year or the one game where they're going to play it on a Friday instead of a Saturday, and it happens to be against Ottawa, so it's perfect. And then Sportsnet moved the stream for that week to the Friday. Oh. <laughs> and I said, I-, I can't do that one. Guys. Okay, that was nice. I'm glad. Yeah. So how the night's going to work is we're going to have our live show beforehand, and then we'll all hang around and watch, watch the game. Sens lose to the Leafs, mm-hmm. hopefully. Hopefully. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Now, With um, Josh Norris back in the lineup. Oh, is he back? Yeah, he came oh, back. Man. Yeah, good for him. Um... So uh, we will have prizes too, including uh, some prizes uh, donated generously by Sports Interaction. I can't tell you what yet, mm. but let's say that there are prizes that are not easily attained, and so we're very. I'm very excited. Gold. By the way, you can download the app. It's on the thing. Uh, it's on the QR code. But yes, there is actually some pretty amazing prizes that we're actually giving away at this event. And by the way. For everybody that was worried, because there were people that were, from what I understand, a little upset on our Discord, the link is up and live, but you can't buy tickets yet. Um, Well, that's to make SDPN.ca slash events. That's where you're going to find all the link to the tickets and like location of the show and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 6 30 or 6 30. Yeah. So we we wanted the chance for everybody to see it in Twitter and also obviously listen to the show and catch it. So uh, we wanted to make it fair. So tomorrow. We don't want you to hear about it and then you go and it's sold out. Yeah. Yeah. Also exactly. tomorrow as in Thursday, depending on when you're listening yeah. to this, you could be listening on Thursday. You could. Proceeds from this. All the ticket sales are going to go to SickKids. So um, uh, we got that element as well. Uh, we can't wait to see you. Thank you so much. And I believe there will be some other SDPN staff present too. So I'm okay. very excited about that. I'm hearing rumors about uh, maybe Robert showing up and maybe somebody from Game Over Toronto. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. So, um, you know, I, I really excited about the show um, and really sad that we got to start this way, but we got to start this way. Uh, last night, uh, if you if you logged onto the Internet, if you follow hockey at all, you've obviously seen what's happened uh, with the Philadelphia Flyers, with their uh, Pride Night and with Ivan Provorov. And what we have as of this recording, some things may come out later is a kind of a we've got Torts's quote we've got Provorov's quote quote we've got the NHL's response to it which just came out about 10 15 minutes ago yeah um and we're kind of going to walk you through it and you know I think I don't think you need us to tell you but we will anyway 
this is such an such an easy thing for the NHL not to screw up. And as of twelve oh nine p.m., um, they have. And it's it's not. I it's sent not, it to you. I haven't actually read it. It's yet. not just Provorov. It's not just the Flyers. It's the it's the body itself, the league itself. So mm. um, let's start from the beginning. Uh, the Flyers are doing Pride Night, and for Pride Night. You go out and you warm up and you've got a blacked out Philadelphia Flyers jersey, but your number, your number has a, you know, has the pride colors on it. Yeah. Um, That's it. When they said he wasn't taking warm up, um, I saw So hold that. on. We didn't say that yet. Oh, yeah. Let's. Ivan Provorov did not take warm up. Yeah. Steve. And when they <laughs> said that he wasn't taking warm up, I, like most others, uh, were like, ooh, a trade mm -hmm. perhaps. Is he getting healthy scratched? Is he just out of the lineup? And I saw that like right before the Leaf game started. Mm -hmm. Then the Leaf game was a carnival. So after the game and after, you know, uh, trying to break down that carnival, people were talking about how disappointed they were in Ivan Provorov. And I'm like, what happened? I'm, I've missed something, obviously. So he wasn't injured and he wasn't healthy scratched. He didn't take part in warm up, but he played. Uh, but he played, which is like, I talked to a few people last night. Like that's rare. That is very rare. It's more common that someone will take the warm up in, not play. Right. Like, oh, yeah, we have multiple guys out there just in case. Mm -hmm. No, you never hear of a guy who's like, I don't know. He's a game time decision. Doesn't take warm up and okay. You know what? I got my energy. I'm going to play. It's usually you take the warm up to find out if you're all all right enough to play and after the game he and torts and the flyers confirm that uh he didn't take part in the warm-up on purpose because he didn't want to wear the the pride night jersey well and that is because of his religion he says and uh you know and he said i respect everybody's choices um and i think that that is an interesting no, well so let, let me just let me just get through it though because i that I was said, easy i respect everybody and i respect everybody's choices my choice is to stay true to myself and my religion that's all i'm gonna say now uh, uh, do you want me to play i have both torts and pro do it yeah play them yeah rip it thanks that. jess that's awesome all right so give me a second here is Provorov first and then whenever you want to queue up torts i'll have that ready as well everybody i respect everybody's choices my choice is to stay true to myself and my religion that's all i'm gonna say Any, uh, like I said, that's all I'm going to comment on that. Um, if you have any hockey questions, I would like I would answer those. Just, uh, you just kind of follow. If I keep my fire religion, Russian Orthodox. So with the game tonight, Ivan, um, obviously Kevin Hayes had a hat trick, and uh, okay, I think Rasmus's first goal of the season. Can you walk us through the emotion that the team is feeling in that? Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so so that happens. Let's let's queue up Torch right away because I think it's important to know. You know, Torts, who's taken the iPads away. Um, how how how's your boss? How's your direct manager feel about this? And and I want to I want to play this for you because there's going to be a fair amount of people out there today that completely back what John Tortorella is about to say. John, turning away from the game for a second, um, Ivan Provorov wasn't in warmups before the game. Um, there's a report that he wasn't in warmups because he didn't want to wear the, the Pride jersey for Pride Night. Do you have any comment on that? Yeah, I, I think the organization has sent out a release regarding the organization, the, the beliefs that we have uh, and how we feel about it, and really a great night. Um, with Provi, uh, 
uh, he, he's being true to himself and to his religion. This has to do with his belief in his religion. And it's one thing I respect about Provi. He's always true to himself. Uh, and so that's, that's where we're at with that. Was there any consideration on your part when he chose not to wear the jersey to not play him as a result? No, no. I'm not going to answer many more questions on it because I, I just think it's unfair. Uh, I know you're going to probably talk to Provi, but um, yeah, that, that, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. I, I think it was a great night in celebrating. Uh, organization has put out a, a statement, and I'm not going to get too deep into the conversation. Those are the comments as far as Provi. We, we talked as a team and with Provi, and that, that's where we're at. Mm can tell, John. You said the exact same thing. Yeah. So, okay. So there's going to be a lot of people that, that as I said, that will, will go and sign on with John Tortorella said, I think, I think, you know, if you're having trouble understanding why this is outrageous for people, um, first off, you need to see that all anyone's talking about today is Ivan Provorov, not the night that the Philadelphia Flyers had on the ice. Or what they did before the game. Kevin Hayes had a hat trick. Which to send a message to their fans that you are welcome here. And by sitting out that, uh, that warm-up, you know, basically Ivan Provorov is saying, I don't know that you should be. I respect that you're different, but I can't sign on to the fact that I think that you're the same as me. Or that you deserve to be treated the same as me. Because that's what these nights are about. They're not about like, um, they're not about anything other than saying, you know, highlighting a community that has been traditionally downtrodden and traditionally has been taken advantage of by society or ignored by society. And, and there's many, many, many different instances on this. So it's, it's, it's simply putting on a jersey and going out and going, uh, I respect your choices and therefore I'm going to respect you coming here, right? If you respect somebody's choices, you can put on the jersey. No, nothing, none of this had to do with religion. Um, I mean, God, if you're, if you're going to get if you're going to use religion as, as a, as a, a smokescreen, well, there's a lot of things that all of our religions say that we can do and say and wear that we're all breaking every day. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to call Russian orthodoxy out. I'm going to call all of them out. Like, if you're using religion as your smokescreen, okay, well, then I guess if you're a Christian, you got to go back to wearing one fabric at a time because that's what you're only allowed to do. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a very old, stupid, and completely debunked argument. I just don't believe it's a thing. Oh, I, I, I think, I, I think just it's just, I don't believe it's a thing. I think I, it's an excuse. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I agree with that. Yeah. It's not a thing. Yeah. And, and so what's happened here is, um, rather than the focus being on LGBTQ plus fans, uh, the focus is on Ivan Provorov and like, listen, um, it, it's basic human rights and supporting inclusion isn't anti-religious. Show me a religion where uh supporting other human beings is not included do you know what i mean like the whole part of that experience and i think the whole part of what this is supposed to be and what's misunderstood is we're making this about people make this about religion this is just about welcoming fans uh who haven't been welcomed in the past that's all it is yeah and yeah. that's the issue that's the that's the bummer part and Sorry, go ahead, Jesse. No, I, like I look at him using religion as a has as as an excuse, as we've kind of laid uh, laid out there. And like to me, I see somebody so hurt hurt by this jersey that he has to put on, and I just see a very hateful individual. 
Like this hurts him so much that 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 there's a pride night in Philadelphia and he has to wear this jersey that he refuses to do and he sits out. Like he wouldn't just throw it on just to support the fans uh, and just act right in front of the world um, and put on the jersey. Like that to me, like I look at him and I say, that's a person who's filled with hate. And I don't know why. I don't know the reason, like his his upbringing or whatever his his true thoughts on on the issue, but I just see a very hateful person. If I can, I'd like to read this this tweet. This is from Cody Sweet, who calls himself the only Canucks fan in Pittsburgh. Now that's a thing to be. Wow, <laughs> Cody said this dude loves Tanner Pearson, and he said a queer hockey fan's unsolicited opinion. Uh, when you're wearing a pride jersey, I don't necessarily think it means you support my lifestyle. What it says to me is, I'm a part of this team that is making an effort to make you feel welcome in this space. And now, Cody's got an entire great thread dedicated to this, and I encourage you to read at uh, D Cody Sweet um, if you want to read the rest of it. But I thought that kind of summed it up perfectly. It's, it's, it's sort of like we're, we're, wel- we're welcoming you in to this, to this place. And I think, um, you know, uh, the NHL's response to it has been predictable, uh, but I think a lot of people are very, very disappointed with it. And uh, I'm going to read it out to you just now because I know that you guys, I don't even know if either of you have read this yet. I know Steve sent it. Hockey is for everyone is the umbrella initiative under which the league uh, encourages clubs to celebrate the diversity that exists in their respective markets and to work to achieve more welcoming and inclusive environments for all fans. Clubs decide whom to celebrate, when and how, with league counsel and support. Players are free to decide which initiatives to support, and we continue to encourage their voices and perspectives on social and cultural issues. Um, he led the Flyers in ice time, and I just feel like it's ironic and hypocritical for a sport that's team, team, and we're a team, 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 and everything is team, to have a player sit out of a warm-up i'm sorry if you don't take part in warm-up you can't play well that's a team activity isn't isn't it yeah you can't play so you're not playing this is what we're wearing tonight and uh if you don't want to take part you can't play i felt like if he had any balls yeah you go out there if if you if if that's truly what you believe then go ahead and take part in warm-up in uh in your normal jersey then yeah why weren't you out there really make a statement yeah i don't know I don't know. I just, that part, I mean, and I wouldn't encourage that, but you know what I'm saying? No. Well, you did. And I hope you enjoy your monster, Dr. Frankenstein, because uh, you think Provorov's going to be the last one to do this? Not a chance. Mm-mm. Yeah. Not a chance. I saw some people say- What happened? What happened? Well, what do you mean? Well, not- like, Oh, yeah. Like, oh, because there's no- Well, there'd be no yeah. penalty for that, you mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, take his livelihood and paychecks away. It's- you can't play that evening if you're late on the jersey if you're late for practice or you're late for morning skate you don't play right tyler sagan was run out of an entire market for that for being late (laughs) yes right and and so you're if you're late no you're not playing but uh, don't don't put on the rainbow color jersey yeah you're fine or how about for not back checking and and just not playing the way that the the coach sees fit the guy who scored a hat trick last night was a healthy scratch you know what I mean? There's you can healthy scratch guy for a wide variety of reasons, and you know, uh, people were pointing out, you know, Tony D'Angelo put the thing on, um, but like Scott Lawton is who is a huge advocate, by the way, and so is James Van Riemsdyk. Yes, yes, and that's isn't it a shame that we're not talking about them today? It is. 
Well, it is. Because they like, put in legitimate work and they really want people to feel included. And it's frustrating that John Tortorella, like, it, it seems to me like he supports the initiative. Like, he tried to get that across. And it's like, I support the initiative and I simply choose to do nothing about it. Now, there was something hypocritical that people pointed out. And that was Tortorella previously saying uh, if a player knelt for the national anthem, this was, I think, during the bubble when when it was at the forefront. He uh, said that in 2016. If they knelt for oh, the national, 2016. If oh. they knelt for the national anthem, he would sit them the entire game. Uh, and then in 2020, he softened his stance and said, you know, I've, I've, it's taken me some time and some listening and that sort of thing. And I've obviously evolved my stance and wouldn't do that now. And I understand that it's not disrespecting the flag right and, and I, you can criticize him for that but being late to that party he certainly wouldn't be the only one and there are going right. to be a lot of late people to this party yeah it's just this is one of those things that it turned into a clown show and it didn't need to you know uh don't don't play just yeah, don't play and like the the team activity thing i think is important because that's also an aspect of this if we're so rah-rah team in hockey and this guy sits down and he's like no i'm not joining you in this initiative to bring fans and, and make them feel more inclusive in the game is I don't want to join my teammates in that. I don't know. As a head coach, I'd punish you for that. Hockey's it's a team sport. This. All we all we do is act as a team, and there's no individual here, and you're being the individual for a terrible reason. Listen, yeah. if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. No one's forcing you to do it. Can't play tonight. Right. You that, gotta sit out. Simple. You gotta sit out. Simple. Totally simple. I think that's what it is. You're not yeah. playing. Ultimately, you can't force them. So no, you can't, right. can't no. play tonight. Exactly. So no. if if we're doing a team thing and warm ups, and you don't want to be a part of it, then you're sitting on the bed. You're sitting in the press box today. Can't play. So we'll leave it at that. Uh, there are going to be a lot of people with a lot more intelligent things to say than we possibly could, and probably some personal experience to add to it too. But it's just a a, a, a reminder for us uh, that you know if you're listening to this show and you're feeling um, you're feeling shitty about what happened last night. It was DMing with somebody today who was actually quite prominent in the space. And, uh, you know, what they said to me was they're t- that every time this happens, they have to speak on it. And they said, today, my tank is empty. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, uh, what else do you say, right? So uh, to you, we just want to say in this space, you are 100% welcome. Um, and, uh, I definitely hope, but sadly don't expect the NHL to do much better than that. I think that in the future, this happens again, player doesn't play. Is that a fair? Yeah. More than fair. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, that's so crummy that in their statement, they're like, players are free to decide which initiatives to support. And I, and I understand that. I, I do understand that. But just because you have freedom of speech does not mean you're free from consequence of that. Right, yeah. and this is a private corporation. Don't don't forget. Right, so it's just they're giving them here's a free pass to for more players if they want to do this. Hey, now there's precedence that if you want to get through it, we have a statement here, and the NHL allows it. Yep, it's, yep. It's, I don't know if it's slippery slope, but it's not great. Okay, so with that, we're gonna get into you can bet that with Dave because listen, the Leafs and the Jets are playing each other. We're gonna give each other some crap. And we're going to try to have some fun with hockey, which really does like to, boy, just keeps getting in its own way, doesn't it? It's Can, uh, can we have fun with this game sometime? It would be nice. Genuinely exhausting. You can bet that with David Bastel. Brought to you by Sports Interaction. Get in the action and make a play. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Okay. We've been waiting for this moment all season. 
the Leafs, yes. the Jets. <laughs> it's the Winnipeg Stanley Cup, everybody. Sorry, Dave. I have to get a. I have to get one in there. Nothing better than beating the Leafs, <laughs> right, boys? We will True. never forget that. that no, 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 we're salty no, about that, ever. Dave. We're salty. Yeah. But there's, I know. Sorry, go I, ahead. I, it was taken so out of context, too. But okay, on purpose. Cool. What, what's the context? Yeah. <laughs> no, the thing is, the thing is, and, and and when you when you dig into what they were talking about was Western Canada, uh-huh. or I should say, anything outside of Toronto. Mm-hmm thinks that everything that happens in Toronto is what everybody else in Canada truly wants. And it and it isn't, right? So the joke was, oh, he beat the Stanley Cup champion Maple Leafs because everybody loves the Leafs, right? So mm. that, that was the big joke, yeah. But everybody thought, oh, they're serious about it? I mean, well, I don't think we. I don't think anybody actually thinks they were serious. It's just something that you can yeah. take and turn on. Turn no, I people. think Mark Shifley loves beating the Leafs. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he does. Steve's that. jumping over the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I just, Excuse me. It's it's a big week for Brady, who's our uh, game over Winnipeg host in, oh. in the Dangle Navy group chat. He was just like, "You ready, boys? It's Canada's team versus the Leafs." <laughs> <laughs> hey, the two best teams in Canada. And a, absolutely can argue that. Right? And a lot so. of Ontario-born players here. We got four of them: Shifley, Perfetti, Demello, and Gagne. By the way, uh, if you had taken former friends yesterday, I'm oh, sorry, on the weekend, Jared McCann uh, oh, yeah, scored against right. the Leafs, and then yesterday, Carter Verhage. And Dave, uh, we've also got, so the former friends bets are always the best, like the former Leafs, but I don't believe there are any for this one. Former Leafs on the Jets. Not yet. Not now. No former no, Leaf would ever now. play for that yeah. team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've, had a, they've had quite a few in the past, but Dave Riddick. I, yeah. Big save, Dave. Oh. Well, Big he's not going to score. He never played for the Leafs. So, yeah, yeah. but I love <laughs> no, a little bit. I no, love this did. one. I love this one, Dave. Talk to us about the odds with your hat trick bet. They're huge. Yeah, they're massive bets. And you know what? We've added some too. So we put three Jets on there: Shifley, Ehlers, Connor. We've added Matthews to it because he was back from his one day hiatus the other night. Uh, so we've added, you know, uh, Marner, Matthews, uh, and Nylander. Uh, they're incredible odds. They kind of range anywhere between 60 and I think 90 to one to wow. hit that. Um, you know what? You, I don't know. I, I like Because we also threw out the goose egg prop too, meaning scoreless game. I, I'm more of the lines of this is going to be high scoring. Like I'd bet the over in this game. Yep. Um, I don't know about you guys. And I think hat tricks can be taken uh, or, or can be out there, especially if you have the situation where somebody has two goals, empty net adds, you know, and, and, and it's a massive payday as well. So uh, a lot of fun. We're also, and I should say this tomorrow for game day or Thursday for game day, we're adding some head to heads. Shifley versus Marner, Ehlers versus Tavares, Connor versus Matthews, Hallibuck versus Samson off. I'm guessing could be Murray. I'm not sure. I, I hope it's Murray. Um, I, bet, I, you I bet you do. You do. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Samson off. <laughs> so, well, so we'll keep on adding, my friend. That's right. We'll keep on adding. The zero zero at regulation, by the way, just the odds for that are what is it? It's a plus ten thousand. So if you put that in decimal system, what's that work out? One hundred one. Yeah, it's a hundred to one. Yeah. <laughs> and now there's no way that's going to happen, especially with the way the Leafs goaltending has been lately. But for me, that's a waste of two dollars. Yes, but uh, I do. I don't mind taking like I don't mind Mitch Marner at eight to one to get a hat trick. That's okay. I I was gonna say I think he's gonna have a big game because I I don't know I thought he was pretty bad <laughs> against the Panthers. Oh really? So. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I I like two to one Mark Shifley to score. 
Two to one, Mark Shifley. I think it's simple. Mark Shifley's probably going to show up for this game because it's his favorite game of the season. So <laughs> two to one. He has fifteen. He has fifteen goals in twenty-seven games lifetime against the Leafs. So oh. the mom and dad are going to be there. Oh He's yeah, a shooter. Saying. Dave can, struggled with shooters. Dave, can I ask you just something? As somebody from there who loves the Jets, yeah. Um, I want to know. I yeah. want to know if if the Jets roll into Toronto tomorrow and beat the Leafs. I don't. Let's forget the bets for a second. <laughs> How smug will Dave Bastel be leaving the arena? I know you're going to be there. So tell yeah. me about like, how good is that going to feel if that happens? Does it feel real you know good? What? You know what? Yeah, well, yeah, well, I'll be honest. I, I got, well, you know what? But I feel the same way. Like I'm kind of pissed at the effort they put in Montreal. Like, mm-hmm. thanks for showing up and wasting my two and a half hours of television time because they stunk, which gives me hope for Thursday. Because usually when you have a crap game against the crap team like the Canadians and you play a top team like the Leafs a couple nights later, uh, you know, mind you, the Leafs were kind of sleeping against the Panthers on Tuesday as well. So, and they, but they got the points, right? They got the beautiful overtime goal by a Willie Nylander there. Uh, Jesse, you must have been jumping out of your seat. That's my Willie. (laughs) The, The first 40 minutes of that game said hockey back. 50 years yes it's true. True. <laughs> holy true. smokes it was anyway listen dave uh uh we will catch up with you i i, I will you're in montreal this weekend watching uh the toronto maple leafs because you love them so much but you're actually I at a bachelor do. party yeah habs, so, habs leafs on saturday night right so yeah <laughs> so we're not gonna be able to chirp you about uh how this game goes if the leafs win uh but the protection for us is if they stink and the leafs lose you won't be able to chirp us either so uh we will see you monday sir and we hope you enjoy your weekend yeah, there's always Monday, my friend. That's I right. I'm going to get some, right? So, anyway, be well. Talk to you soon. Hey, as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know what success in 2023 is going to look like to you, and you know it depends on your team members and the people you surround yourself ah, with. Ah, mine was how big of a boat I can buy. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> That's success to me. 2023, big boat boy. Now buying a boat's cool. I got it. Okay, um, LinkedIn Jobs uh, can't guarantee you a boat, but can guarantee you higher quality candidates and more efficiently find, like w- ways to more efficiently find them. I-, I wish there was a way I could say that, but the boat threw me off. Good talking. Not going to lie. Good talking, bro. <laughs> LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates. Listen, we run a small business too, and it is very, very hard to find the right people with limited resources. You want to pay them properly, and you want to make sure they can come in and feel empowered to do their job, and LinkedIn Jobs can help you with that. It makes it easy to rate applicants based on your job qualifications LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates uh, that you want faster. Post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash SDP. That's linkedin.com slash SDP to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Steve, how's your diaper? Is it, it's clean after this, uh, this game, right? <laughs> it's not, it's not uh, Sunday morning and after a trip to Boston. <laughs> you could, you, you can, can hit him, Steve. You, you can leave that thing on. You, you know, you have to, you have that? to change it after Florida. <laughs> but it got a ladder to hit. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> with two points. Oh, season's I back on track. I think mediocrity is great. <laughs> season's back on okay. track. You know, they got like, two points. Okay. Here's, here's a question. Round series win. Oh, Here's a question. Let's fucking go, boy. So back on at least bandwagon, everybody. Here's a question. Oh yeah. What's I the want the Leafs to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Do you? I do. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't I get do. that impression. No. No. 
Views no. go up. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've views go been, up when they don't play. I've just been fucking around for 16 years. When they don't, when yeah. they lose and don't play, your views definitely go up. Still make them. Yeah. Still weird. make the videos. Uh, I want the Leafs to win the Stanley Cup. If they lose in the first round again, do I get to be an absolute fucking asshole? I feel like I should get that right. I'm not going to do it, but I just want everyone to appreciate when I'm not. Is that fair? <laughs> no. When they blow it, I don't. Nah. When they blow it for the same fucking reasons as always. Yeah. Do I? Can, can I? I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. But can you just appreciate that I'm not doing it? You're gonna be. You're, Guys, you're so wrong. Can we? Yeah? About the outcome of this season when the Leafs. I hope they the win t- the cup. Yeah, but you don't believe they're going to. No, you don't believe they're going to exit the first round. Not and this currently is, the way things are. This is the year you're going to be so wrong about the Leafs. Yeah, because they're going to last year too. They might lose last year. Mm. You were leading the charge that the Leafs were going to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, because I just said it enough times that I thought it would come true and it didn't. This year, I thought it'd be fun. This year, and then I was a fucking asshole for saying playing the parade. Uh, uh, this year. <laughs> I don't know how you don't see that this this team can beat Tampa Bay in the first round. Yeah. They could have last year. They didn't. They came very close, and I think this team is oh, better let's than go. this team is <laughs> let's better go. than last year's team. Don't you guys hate it when mom and dad fight? Oh I don't know what to do with myself right now. I'm like I've lost I've lost complete control of the show. That wasn't even the direction I was gonna go in. Yeah. You guys okay? Yeah, Four goals and Steve. Was it, you know, I, I feel like I'm in the back of the car and they're like, good. we already we already talked about this. Why are we bringing it up again? Yeah, Steve doesn't want me to scoop to his point level. blank a bunch of times. Steve, All right, but that's not so. Do you want me? Do you want me to scoot down and get to your level? That's I can get concerned. on my knees no. and maybe we'll be the same height. <laughs> like I can get down in the dirt with you. All if that's right, the way you all, right go. all right, all right. Can we get to the Panthers game, please? Yeah, sure. Thank you. There were three things in this game. No, my favorite part was um, <laughs> when they were down 4-2. Three games. Because I thought, ooh, those tasty views. Okay. Mm. So. <laughs> I need those. So mm. first, we got three things in this game that are really sort of like major plot points. Number one, the refs. Number two, Leafs goaltending. Number three, Radko Gudis acting like a tough guy. And then turtling when Zach Aston Reese actually oh challenged God. him to a fight. Let's start with... And then with- costing the Panthers the game. a boy there, Radko. Let's Atta start... Boy. With the refs. Now, Ken Campbell tweeted out that um, the all anyone is talking about in the press box Toronto tonight is how badly the game is being officiated by Francois Saint Laurent and Pierre Lambert. Uh, both teams are livid about the refereeing. And what's interesting. Both teams. That's hilarious. Both teams, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because Paul Maurice commented on it. And what I'm shocked at is as of this recording, he hasn't been fined. He's for, this. for sure getting fined. He said there's lots for of energy, sure. excitement and profanity. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, what stands out to you in regards to some of the penalty calls? And this is, I'm getting this from Maple Leaf uh, uh, Hot Stove. He said, there will always be penalties in a game that you earn. There will be a bunch that you don't like at all. I thought we had an inordinate share of those. It is hard to describe the call. Usually, you have to go, uh, they, have, uh, they have enough there to argue and come over and say, hey, they got the stick up. Radko Gudis threw a clean hit. Uh, as you know, as you clean a hit as you can, stick on stick, body on body. It is not a charge, and they're both going in the same direction. No problem with where the guy's going at all. That is hockey. And then it said, I explained to the players that it had nothing to do with them. It has who, everything. Who is saying this? Paul Maurice. Paul Maurice. Okay. It has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with the relationship between me and one of the referees. 
That is what it is all about. Just go out, keep your mouth shut and play the game. So, so that is interesting. Oh, God. That is interesting because you could imagine that Keith probably felt the same way. There were calls both ways. You go, what? It is a carnival. You mentioned it in the, yeah. uh, in the Dave segment. Absolute carnival of a game. Both teams have a right, I think, to be upset. Well, they, Paul Maurice has established a, t- first of all, an incredible quote. Great quote. I love him. I adore him when it comes to his quotes. Always spicy. Always saucy. He is very saucy. Yeah. The sauce is thick. Saucy and salty. However, he has established a terrible culture for the Florida Panthers. Terrible. Why is, why is that? Nothing's their fault. Nothing is ever their fault. They complained after every single call. And I know it was a carnival. A few of those calls were legitimate. For God's sake. A few, you get into the hands. It's a call every time. You, you, you got away with three cl- cross checks before Matthews tripped a guy. And then you both went off. What did you think about the Radko <laughs> Gudis hit where I think it was Zach Aston Reese like hit the hit the post and everything, you know, I that's, think that's the one Maurice was talking yes, about. Right? Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's complete, uh, willful, willful ignorance on the part of Paul Maurice and Radko Gudis that they don't understand what's going on. Um, rightly or wrongly, if you get on an official's radar, they're going to look for you. Radko Gudis put himself on the officiating, uh, on the, on the ref staff's, uh, radar. radar. Yes. With, all that crap that happened with Aston Reese, and he is a well-known, well-documented hothead. Everyone knew after he turtled with Aston Reese, he was going to go try to decapitate him. And then he did, and he got called for it for putting him through the friggin' net. And then Paul, Paul Maurice blows a gasket. And first of all, Complaining about that call gets you nothing. You complained about every call. I'm not listening to you. No wonder the officials tune you out. And second of all, Paul, does does Francois Saint Laurent do every Panthers game? Because it might actually explain a few things. The Florida Panthers lead the league in penalties taken with 228. The next closest team is the Anaheim Ducks, who stink with 213. You have 15 more penalties than the next closest team. Ew, minor penalties is even worse because I was like, how many like majors, like maybe they just fight a lot. They're up there in majors, but they have 203 minor penalties. Last night they hit a milestone. They became the first team in the NHL to hit 200 minor penalties this season. 203. The next closest again is the Ducks. 181. Is that bad? It's not even close, Paul. Maybe you're just not very good at this. Maybe you've made a lot of enemies because you complain about every call. Weren't the Jets one of the most highly penalized teams when Mm -hmm. he was there Mm -hmm. over the course of his tenure? And they complained about everything. Everything. Blake Wheeler was a serial whiner. Shifley was a serial whiner. And look at the Jets. Look at him now. Not whining as much. It's easier to not whine when you're winning. Yes. No All question. Time. You no de- question. You have a defenseman going for the Norris. You know, a lot of things are going right in Winnipeg. I'm just saying. I, 
used to really like Paul Maurice, and I think uh, I think uh, the shines come off that toy. It's a it's little been bit. A ba- it's been a disaster year. Yeah, yeah. The Panthers are so disaster. below expectations, and like blame the GM for blowing up a team that was won the President's Trophy and bringing in uh, Paul Maurice and firing your head coach and all that stuff. But okay, they're going to draft a really good guy in the first round this year. Connor Bedard or next year? Sorry. Oh, no, sorry, no, 2025. Oh, 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 oh wait, they ooh, don't have a first no. rounder for the next three years. They can't get Connor Bedard. Oh, no, they can't. Montreal, have fun. At a boy, Bill. At a boy. <laughs> Just awful, awful. But it wasn't like, a greatly officiated game. It wasn't. No, from it any, wasn't. from the standpoint of the NHL officiating, where you are a game manager and you are supposed to keep things under control, they didn't do that. From a standpoint of just getting the rule book right and calling the correct calls, they really didn't do that. That Lilligren one. Oh, they called the penalty on a guy who didn't commit an infraction. Or maybe he did. Like, or uh, no, yeah, no, I don't know. Here, okay, so when there's a controversial goal and enough fans are looking around, like, uh, I don't understand what happened there. The NHL gets their head out of their ass and they release a statement either through the league's channels or like they give it to Fridge or something, and then he talks about it on air. They go, "Here's why that goal counted," or "Here's why that goal didn't count." What's wrong with giving fans a paragraph? Please, sir, I want some more. Give us one paragraph for why something happened. So when there when there's a video review, like you said, the NHL officially does that. So it'll be the here is the video re- review explanation for Panthers Leafs at fourteen sixty two. Like that's an official thing they do. They don't have that same protocol for penalties. You want that? Yes. Yeah. The NBA puts themselves in difficult positions and uh, holds themselves to a high standard with the two-minute report. The two-minute report is why <laughs> The NBA is wild on a couple fronts. I remember being at a Raptors game, and the score was what the score was. And then five minutes later, I looked up, and I'm like, why did the score change? Because they got a call between a two and a three wrong, and they fixed it instead mm. of being like, ah. Yeah, you can go ah. back if somebody's foot's on the on the three point line. You can go back and change it. So they'll yeah. change the the score in the middle of the game. Oh, so you can do that. Um, and then uh, a different. The, the, it is a little different <laughs> on account of there's a billion baskets made per game. <laughs> but um, the two minute report. Uh, it was very high profile this week. It was Joel Embiid, and there was a call they got wrong, and it had an effect on the game. And that was I'm sure embarrassing for the league and embarrassing for that official and tough shit. It's also it's not. Like it's not embarrassing. They do it it's it's a nightly thing. It's a report that is released about missed calls and blah blah blah. It's it's not embarrassing because now it's just what happens. Hockey? Nobody looks at it and is like, "Oh my god, Jared Ducare got that call wrong. That's <laughs> so embarrassing for him." Like everybody's like, "No, that happened in that game and now we know the correct call. Let's all move on." What's his name, Jesse? Jared Ducare. <laughs> I like that. I don't know. I made up a name. Yeah. Do you care? I do care. Um What's his name, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> Jared Ducare. And it's just it's commonplace now and I feel like the NHL like let's have some accountability for these officials because the refereeing is getting so bad and we hyper focus on all the Leafs games because we break them down right Mm -hmm. but it's in every game across the NHL every single night there is an awful call and you sit there and he's like what the hell is happening I've been watching a lot more out of town hockey and uh, it is not unique to Toronto no but getting back to Paul Maurice so I I want a, a paragraph how long does that take for God's sake to know what the rule is 
write it down and you got it right or you got it wrong. Like, holy cow. It's really not that difficult. Act like you run a professional sports league. Act like you give a shit about the fans. Imagine that was someone's first game. First and last. For sure. No, they would have enjoyed it. Well, if they were a Leaf fan, they came back and won. Yeah, I think they would have enjoyed it. I I think. No, wait, though. Paul Maurice, some of my favorite memories with him as the Leafs coach was him complaining about officiating. Mm -hmm. Like, if you, I think this is a rare example of if a coach has a bad relationship with an official, it's maybe, perhaps, allow me to suggest the coach's fault. Stop, like, did the Panthers, uh, like, I, I saw a lot of people say, well, the charging one. Okay, you took seven. You were down, you were shorthanded seven times. So what about the call. other six? Yeah. Leafs had three. Well, it's unfair. Eh, it's not. It's, go back and look. Which one of the ones should they take back? I, like, I, oh, we got a disproportionate. Which one of the ones should have been called on the Leafs and which of the penalties that were called against Florida should not have been called. The Panthers also just as a team have no ability to hold on to a lead. No. Like, no, they're the worst. They said it going into the third. You're finding excuses for this team that's just been generally awful. Why, are they the like a season. minus 25 in the third period? Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, I think it was minus 19. Yeah. And after last night, it's minus 20. They're awful. They're awful at Ooh. the end of games. They can't hold on to anything, yeah, and so you're finding an excuse for this, for your team that can't hold on to a lead. Paul's but, not running a very good ship right well, now, man. And, and I think, I think too, and I, I, may, I think you make a good point, right? Like, you rarely see refs just outwardly antagonizing a head coach for no reason. Like, usually, you know, refs not going to come to your bench and be like, ah, you guys suck tonight. Like, it's not going to happen. If you have a bad relationship, it is very likely coming from the coach first. One of my favorite gifts of Paul Maurice and he is a gif god he is just so gifable is him screaming from the bench fuck off fuck you and fuck you too <laughs> Paul might I suggest that's not the best way of handling it right Keith's gotta watch himself too but like you see even when he yells he like wraps a compliment in there did you see the one from last no, night no what he said I know we got three power plays but that's a horse shit call <laughs> that was a good one he had to wrap it with a compliment now one thing we do need to talk about is four goals on eight shots Matt Murray switched out for Ilya Samsonov who came in and had a big game made a couple great saves yep. and you know ultimately won the game um, uh, William Nylander won the game. Won so. the game. Yes, you're right. But got <laughs> the win me. in the actual, like, if you Excuse have Samson up in fantasy, you yeah. got the win. Yeah, so no. Connor we'll, Timmons with the bench assist. That's right. We'll get the OT winner. We'll Love get that. to that. We'll get to that. You guys are, that the two of you are out of control that today. in the lead. I can't even, you know wow. what? I can't even with Head goal? Head goal from Willie? Love that. Doesn't lead the show? Goddamn. Can we just talk about the goaltending and then get to that part? I think we can come up with a different name for that. Head goal. Nope. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. <laughs> so perhaps Matt, not. Matt Murray pulled after four goals on eight shots. Um, Leafs Twitter goes into meltdown, as you would expect. Uh, but Sam Sonoff comes in and has a great game. Obviously, this is why you want a platoon, right? You're going to have goalies who go through bad spots throughout the year and goalies who have good spots. And if you have two good goalies that can 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 have hot and cold spells. You just hope they don't have them together. Yeah. So my question is, do the Leafs need to worry about Matt Murray? Or is it just, ah, just I, a bad game? 
Like were any of those goals that bad, bad game? I uh, yeah, I think I think he should have had at least two of those. Like the the Leafs and the Leafs crushed them, right? They outplayed them. They did, but on a few of those goals, they weren't great. Um, almost every shot on goal, almost every scoring chance, you're not going to look great. But you remember them because you remember the ones that go in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I look at the Verhage one, especially. He's got an open lane. Mm-hmm. There's but there's no screen, and he's not particularly close. He's standing still. It's just you one-on-one with the goalie. What's the goalie's job? What's the goalie's job? To only stop pucks he has help with? Hmm. The goalie's job is one of the more unfair jobs in the sport. Mm -hmm. You're the last line of defense. Yeah. So when there's no one helping the goalie, I mean, yeah. Think of all the things that went wrong. Ahead of it getting to you. the Ideally, you give up zero shots. <laughs> you play a perfect game, you give up zero shots. And failing that, you give up zero scoring chances. You're going to give them up. Now, if you give up 50 in a game, might I suggest that it's the team's fault? Were the leaves that bad? No. Well, I mean, they were out shooting them like 25 to 10 at one point. Oh, the guy's screening them. Find your way through screens. You know, sometimes you're not going to be able to do that. I Did you hear Keith's answer to why he pulled Matt Murray? No. I thought it was fascinating because it speaks to our hockey culture of defending goaltenders of all, at all costs. And I think the reason coaches do that is because it's such a mental game being a goaltender. All these goalies are good enough to be among the best in the league. It's just where you're at in your head sometimes. Yeah. And I think with with Keith, he's like, listen, I'm not going to throw my goalie under the bus. So when he answers the question, he goes, I thought it wasn't anything Matt Matt particularly did. It was, I thought the team needed a reset. Well, it, it worked. It did. But I but it worked because Sam Sonoff came, on, came in and shut it down. Made some saves. Yeah. No, but like he and stopped. And Matthew scored at the end of the second, which was big too. Huge. Thank you, Racco. Uh, <laughs> Sam Sonoff is his stupid mistake. Boo. Um, with Samsonov, he m- stopped a few scoring chances. Yes. Legit scoring chances. Because that's his job. He, and, the, <laughs> I mean, Murray faced eight shots. That, he faced seven shots in the first period. That is on pace for a 21-shot game. Yeah, they were bad. Need a reset? They were bad? Okay. Simsonov stopped, if I have my math right, 11? Over 40 minutes? I'm sorry, the Leafs played a good game. (laughs) The Leafs played a good game, spent an unbelievable amount of the time on the power play, scored on two of those power plays. Mm -hmm. The team did their job. And, and, uh, like, listen, this isn't about Murray being bad. You're not shitting on Matt Murray. Yeah, he was, I am, but uh, oh. he was, I'm shitting on him for last <laughs> night because he was bad. One performance. One, yeah, yeah. Yes. But then, and more along the lines of you're, you're, you're trying to dispel the whole thing that goaltenders are infallible, which they're not. And, but what about the three games before that? A few people asked, okay, what about the three games before those three games? Remember, we were really encouraged by the last three games because he was coming out of a funk that he was on. He, a brief funk after having a very good start to the year. Right. Yeah. But 
the further and further you get into the season, the deeper you get into alleged winter. We're all going to die. There's there's um, no winter this year. No, no. we're all going to die. It feels like spring outside. Yes. Yeah. Um, the deeper, the closer you get to the playoffs, uh, I feel like those samples become a little smaller and a little bit more under the microscope. And mm-hmm. the points are really important in October and November and December. And you want to be good in those months, but I'm paying closer attention to how you play the deeper we get into the season. And he's become more inconsistent as we've gone. That's concerning. He gets beat point blank a bit too much. That's kind of concerning. And it's not like he doesn't help the team win games on a lot of nights. That's the gig. Matthews helps the Leafs win on nights where he doesn't score or put up. Well, that's the gig. That's the gig. Can I ask the most important question? Please. Go for it. We've gotten into this goaltender conversation. We haven't asked it yet. Glad you asked. Karel Vimelka. Joseph Wall. Oh, hey. Yeah, maybe you were. Maybe he was. Captain, captain of the Wall bandwagon, Steve Dangle. When does Joseph Wall get a shot? Who is, by the way, 10-0 and 0 in 10 starts for the Toronto Marlies. Yeah. Uh, we're just not there yet. Hmm. Um, hey, I, I got a great idea. You got a prospect who's playing great in the AHL. Let him cook. <laughs> let him. Let him. But wait a second. That a week ago you were like, "Well, I when's know. he gonna try out?" I know this guy, flip flop and dangle. Well, I guess the Leafs also played great Saturday. No, I, I I think it's fine. I'm listening to this conversation. Jesse thinks they've won the last 10 cups. Last week, last week, mm. you both were on completely opposite sides. You were like, yeah. no, leave them down there. And you're like, no, they're going to try them out. I, I, honestly think, now. I honestly think they should leave them down still because we have two goaltenders here that can we can see what they got. We're still going to the season. I but just, as Joseph Wall gets hotter, if, if there's ever an injury or a setback to either of these two goalies, I think he's the next one. Yeah. He's I am, the next one up. I'm less concerned about Matt Murray's struggles in part because Simpson has been so good. Yes, yes. If he plays Thursday, which I assume he will, yes. against the Jets, and he gets lit the fuck up, uh-oh, I'm going to be a little concerned. Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah, elevated concern. Then Saturday comes. If that game's bad, be a little bit more concerned. And again, the it takes longer to play out because of the tandem. Well, like, if we get a week of consecutive bad starts... Now you're at a point where you're like, all right, trade deadline's about five weeks away mm-hmm. by the end of next week, something like that. Uh, at what point do we take a look at the kid? I think it's it's a hard, I'm going to like back up my point that I was saying last week because it's so hard. How do you scratch one of these goalies? You're not sending your, either of them down. I think if an injury happens, easy, mm-hmm. easy, little tweak here and there. We can, we can bring up wall. How do you scratch one of the goalies? Hey, you're scratching it. Yeah, but it doesn't work like that. Yeah, it does. It it doesn't, though. They're people. Somebody will have an yeah. injury. Somebody will have something where they can yeah. put them on. Like, because listen, also, the Leafs are going to look like this. Like, Pontus Holmberg is, has been sent down to the Marlies today. Don't tell me that that's not so they can get a day of cap savings on the, uh, on the cap. For sure it is. Maybe. He'll be back yeah. up tomorrow. He's been great. I don't know. Unless somebody else is back tomorrow and they're going to put Dryden Hunt and uh, McMahon in there. I like, used to really, uh, they make so many moves that I've stopped trying to live and die by this all is, of them. But this is what I'm saying. So like if you, let's say you want to give one of your goaltenders some rest, and I don't know how you would do this. I guess you'd have to sit him for 10 days or something is the LTIR mm-hmm. thing. IR. Or I, that's oh, IR. IR, IR yeah. LTIR is 14. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it's I don't know. It, regardless of that, it's one of those things where you can make it. You can find a reason for somebody to go on IR. Right. So Especially, we're in a situation here. I think if Joseph Wall wants to play, we got to give one of these goalies ten days off because I there's I don't see a situation where we're healthy scratching. Yeah. Him. So with well, and they're they're gonna carry a better way of doing. They're it. gonna carry three goalies. No. And one of them's going to be a healthy scratch. No. I don't see the Leafs playing that. That's much. a better way of doing it. And the reason I was being cold about it is you're trying to win games. And yes, not obviously. everyone who's on this roster gets to play every night. Right. You know, right. Simmons but has it, played like six It's games. a little different with the forward group. Yeah. We can we can scratch them out. We can send them up and down. There's so Goalies. many extra bodies. Goalie is a little, it's a little more de- delicate. It's a little yeah. different situation. You want to you wanna take eyes off the situation. And if he were to go on IR... And Wool plays a game or two, and mm-hmm. then Murray comes back. It's less hope he doesn't fuck up in his mm-hmm. first game back. Yeah, I, yeah. I get that. But, but like Joseph Wool excitement, I would love to see him play an NHL game. Uh yeah. I as weird as this is, uh, it uh, I can't even get it out of my mouth. It sounds so stupid. I don't want his first loss of the season to come in the NHL. <laughs> oh, so you want the streak to break first? <laughs> well, in a way, hockey people are like that. Hockey people are like that. That's funny. Yeah, it's just uh, it feels like a weird thing to have hanging there. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. and you have to bounce back from losses. You know, uh, the- it is sort of funny when you think about it. Like that in in soccer and in 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 hockey, we put wins and losses as a goaltender stat rather than just a team stat. Mm. Like really, if you look at a goaltender. You should it, it, the wins and losses rarely tell even thirty percent of the story. It should it yeah. should just be like save percentage goals against average, whatever you want to call high danger saves or you know whatever percentages you want to put in there. Wins and losses are yeah. so important to your goaltenders though, and it's kind of it's it's you know it it does create situations like that where you're like, well, I don't want to bring him up only to have him lose, right? I wouldn't want to break that streak for him. And also, Joseph Wool won his tenth straight game. Sounds way better than saying Joseph Wool allowed five goals and the Marlies scored the winner with nine seconds left. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what happened. <laughs> like he played you, his worst game of the season. You can have a bad game and you can win a game. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's the same thing with pitchers in baseball. It's uh, wins and losses for pitchers. It's so, it's, it's a lot it's of it's their hands. They don't. <laughs> They don't play the other end of the uh, other end of the offensive defense oh. in baseball. What know? kills me for pitchers is like, and I used to play MLB the show all the time and create my own player when I used to have time. And uh, what would piss me off was like I'd be, you know, you leave the game and you're on like super hard and you leave two men on base and they the reliever instantly comes in first pitch gone out you're, of the yard. You're responsible for you're those responsible men. You're responsible for the people We're on base. Yeah. You put them on base. Those are your runs. You also, <laughs> you, you can get a win. That pitch. Yeah. You can get a win because you face two guys in the sixth. Yes, yeah. But you can't get a win if you start the game and only go four innings. Is that a thing? Yeah, I think you have to go past a certain point in the game as a starting pitcher to no. get like a win. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. If you're the pitcher of record. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. Okay. I think it's just unlikely. Not just not not allowed. Oh, now you got us talking about. Sports. I gotta, I gotta get it. I get it. Sports for a starting pitcher. First, a starting pitcher must pitch at least five innings uh, in a traditional game of nine innings or longer to qualify for the win. If he does not, the official score awards the win to the most effective relief pit, relief pitcher. There you go. But what if it's nine nothing when you're pulled out of the game and you win nine two? Doesn't matter. That's silly. That's the rule. That's silly dumb. <laughs> but if I face two pitchers in the sixth, I'm fine. 
Also, saves. Saves are stupid. Saves is stupid. Saves are stupid. Saves is a stupid sorry. I'm sorry, Jordan Romano. I know a lot of people like you, and your sister's famous on TikTok or whatever, but saves are stupid. His sister's hilarious on TikTok. I love when she goes to the game. She's like, oh, they're all here to see me. And she just holds the camera. Uh. Um, I think... Uh, I think, yeah, saves is stupid because it's like, you didn't do anything. <laughs> you it's didn't like, do yeah. shit. Yeah, you're the last guy and you got three outs. Yeah. Like, oh, get out of here. Yeah. You mean you had an average MLB inning? <laughs> yeah. Where there's three outs in a row? No. An average one? They don't sound hypo- as cool I- when you call them didn't fuck ups. Yeah. yeah. No, we hype uh, up closers, I think, a little too much. Yeah. Baseball. Going for 20 well, straight didn't fuck ups. Especially when you have crazy, crazy seasons. Like, I remember Billy Koch for the Jays. I remember Eric Gagne for the Dodgers. And he's Canadian and I loved him. But like, and and I think John Axford had a, a year where he had like, you know, 40 something saves. And then they're like, well, next year, uh, fireballer, get ready. And then they never do it again because it's like <laughs> one year where they were like the only, the only really like amazing reliever. There have been amazing relievers, but the best closer ever who actually made a difference was Mariano Revere. Mm-hmm. Like made a huge difference. Like you, you're dead. You're dead. You're playing Mariano. You're dead. There's no sport uh, in the world where it's like. You are the best player on planet Earth. Here's $300 million. And within three months, you're ass. Like baseball. Yeah. Oh, that happens so consistently. It's so Remember weird. Robinson Cano, man. $260 million bucks. Jays will get a guy and he'll be like, oh, that's sick. And then it's like, no. No. Not sick anymore. He was anymore. an all-star two years ago. He's shit now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was excited. Yeah. Baseball, you're like... And it takes like it takes you to your 26 to really fully develop and be like MLB ready. And then by 32, it's like, oh, this guy's trash. They used to call uh, didn't they used to call Edwin Encarnacion E6 because I, his position was sixth and he would always have an error. And, oh, like, he, he just. Yeah. Like, I remember a time where Jays fans hated him. And then one year it's like, oh, yeah, he's hitting a lot of home runs. And now he's like a legend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, 40, 40 years. And they DH'd him. Yes. They have to play the field. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Trevor Hoffman, too. Trevor Hoffman was like that same era yes. that we grew up in baseball. He's second all time in the career saves right after Mario. So. Man, I used to draft him when I'd have um, Ken Griffey's Major League Baseball for N64. Oh, yeah. I would draft. Um, I, wow. hate, I hate to admit it now, but it'd be like, well, it'd be like Kurt Schilling. I loved pitching with Kurt Schilling and I loved Randy Johnson in those video games. No one said to, Kurt Schilling's a bad pitcher. No, he's a killer pitcher. Unbelievable. Ah. <laughs> uh, and uh and but i and i hated roger clemens because he left the jays and i was so sad because yeah. i was such a roger fan and then and roger then Tra- is an asshole yeah he is and then well, i, I think you know. misremembered him jesse and, and, and then uh it'd be like Raphael palmero and uh, uh and then it would be trevor hoffman i'd try to get trevor hoffman as my saves guy because i could just 103 mile an hour fastballs down the down the middle straight down the middle too baseball games um baseball. Okay. hey uh so leafs taking on the jets tomorrow Obviously, whenever the Jets are on the calendar, especially over the last couple of years, for whatever reason, there's been a bit of a rivalry that's developed. What do you want to see from the Leafs? And I'm not talking about like if you say a win, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw your water in your face, both of you. I want. What do you want to see from the Leafs against the Jets tomorrow in the little things area? In the little things area. What little things do you want to see? Because the Jets are no joke this year. This is a very good hockey team. No. Uh, so I would like to see, um, you know, for as inconsistent as the goaltending has been at times, the defense has also been inconsistent. They were generally pretty good against Florida. Um, the top pair, whatever that is, was not good against Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like what to happened s- in that Boston game? I forget. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> Jesse, they lost. Jesse, cruise it today. 
Yeah, oh, and to shit. clarify, Cruising. and I researched this for hours last night. Oh, yeah? That's bad. Oh, yeah. No, no. Losses yeah. are bad, and they're very rare. Every team wins every game. Mm-hmm. Every team goes 82-0. and 0. You know... I, I know you're going like above and beyond to just get under my skin. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking how about. How many? I need to know how many accounts you have that are in my mentions. How many name bunch of numbers <laughs> I would, I, do you throw out there just to fuck with me? I don't understand people who have burner accounts. I've never done that. You're such. You're full of shit. No, no. Honestly, mm. yeah. no, no. Yeah. Mm. No. Do you, are you guys? Do you guys have burners? No. No. Yeah. Like I don't get that. I don't like Twitter enough to to. I barely like. I, I barely tweet anymore. We know. We know prominent people who have burners. Yes. Yes, we do. And, <laughs> and I'm shocked that they have burners. It's, I'll be honest, I think it's, um, that's, that's watch list stuff. Like, what do you mean? You should be on a watch list. To have a burner? Is, yeah, no, you're, uh, there's something wrong with you. Something about a burner, <laughs> I, I just feel like with a burner, it's like you're, like, what purpose do you have it for other than something nefarious? Right. Yeah. Right. Like, like you're not doing anything good from that. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> else like you would just do it from your account. I don't know if you saw this the other day, but Samuel L. Jackson had to be reminded by people on Twitter that everybody can see what he likes oh, because gosh. he was on Twitter liking hardcore porn. <laughs> and, you know, you would hope that Samuel, who I believe is close to 70, uh, would have a social media team <laughs> and say, hey, Sam, you don't want to do that. Uh, listen, Whatever, like what you like, but I, oh. it's just one of those things where it's probably not the best. That is where you would have a burner. You See? switch it to the burner. You can like as much hardcore porn Stop as you like. Liking porn on Twitter, right? <laughs> or you can do that. Why don't you just not do what that? If, what if you wanted to? Uh, <laughs> this I is the thing, though. Do you need a good use for that? Do you need to tell the porn stars that you like yes. the video? Like, this. okay, <laughs> you, you know those. You know those things where it's like a question in a box, and then it's yes or no, and yeah. it webs into a different thing. Okay, do you have a burner account? No. Choo, choo, choo. You're cool. Do you have a burner account? Yes. Okay, next question. Did you burn ants with a magnifying glass as a kid? <laughs> you think it's that? I oh, think it's just no. people are trying to be sneaky. Yeah. Sneaky snakes. No, then I, it's, I, no, I, also I think you're a serial killer a little bit. For people who are uber famous, I also kind of get them wanting to be normal. You're, well, like your Rinsta. Media? Having a Rinsta, like right. a real Instagram account where you only your friends can see it, like you and your famous friends and your family. That's I get that. A burner. That's yeah. That's yeah. That's because it's still you, right? Right. Yeah. I guess it's different. Yeah. These people are they're on under a pseudonym. Like, like think about the Brian Colangelo thing. Like, there's nothing wrong with the size of his collar. (laughs) Get a new angle. Yeah. Like like Brian Colangelo is a weird dude. It's you know I got this big following, but what if I wanted to be awful to people? Right. I'm going to use this account. But he was he. I don't know if he was awful so much as he was just cringe. Like Wait, who was this? Brian, Brian Colangelo. Colangelo. I don't even remember that. He, song. he basically like he was the head of the Sixers at mm-hmm. the time, and the Sixers were doing terribly, and they were doing a rebuild or whatever. And then he's on there like replying to reporters to you know change their angle and stuff. Like if you go read the tweets, they're kind of funny. And I the way they linked it, I think it's an old Deadspin piece. Yeah, Deadspin Dead, did a fantastic when Deadspin was good. When Deadspin was good, I, and I do I, remember. Yeah, I it, remember. it's one of those where. Um, I you have to you have to be bad at social media. No, it was uh, it was the ringer. It was the ringer. It was the ringer. Not damn, Netflix. it was the ringer. Yeah. So okay, so here's the thing: Colangelo's making like three, four million bucks as the head of the 76ers and then he's out there like talking to reporters and trying to change the narrative around yeah. the team on his own with a burner account, and he's so obvious about it that they're able to link it back to him. It's not like there's like an IP 
that would link back to your phone that people would be able to find and then link it to your account. They have to do it based on like how you tweet, when you tweet, and what you're tweeting about. Mm-hmm. That's fuck- and, and the main thing is? with him is that he would shit on. Uh, there were tweets of him criticizing Sam Hinkie, right? right. Uh, who would go on to replace him and Embiid and uh, Okafor. So like guys on his team, he was open, well, openly, not openly, uh, in under his Sh- burner account, slyly. and they figured out he had five burner accounts where he would do this stuff. Just criticize people in the organization, his own players, Watch and try behavior. and spin the na- uh, narrative under these five uh, Twitter accounts he was running. It was awful, and that that's like that's a weird guy. Yeah, that's a, that's a guy who has these other motives. You're gonna go out and make all these accounts and then do this in your spare time, like oh, oh is right. <laughs> yeah, that's Oof is right. I have more that's... questions about like, all right, do you think Walter White is like the hero of Breaking Bad? <laughs> it, it actually, by the way, as a complete complete aside, do it's you sort view of shocking. Tony Soprano as the good guy. It's so many. You, it's so many people thought that Walter White was the hero throughout Breaking Bad. Not really. Not the hero. It, it's <laughs> not so like, much. It, yeah. Well, you could think it like three seasons in, but once you're at like the fourth season, where he's really he's just running a fucking uh, yeah, yeah a mess r- ring, and you uh, kind of got a flip flop. That's yeah. one murder too many for my taste. Right. <laughs> I don't know. He kind of yeah. he blew up a little too many chicken shops. Yeah. 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 So um, all that said, I think okay. Get, sorry. Last thing. Huge red flag for me. Huge red flag. People who um, post like inspirational Jordan Belfort quotes. (laughs) He wasn't the good guy. You bag of rocks. Or he went to actual prison for stealing money from people. Defrauding. It's worse than stealing because he they willingly gave it over to him because he sold him a false bill of goods. You know that scene where he's giving the finger to the phone because he's literally just ripping some guy off. Were you like, go get him, Jordan? What or, the fuck, or, guys? Or the guy from American Psycho, too, Christian Bale's character. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Uh, people who, not, not a good guy. People who <laughs> no. side, people who think the Joker was cool in like The Dark Knight. No! <laughs> and the, the Christian Bale. Did, did you it's you a like cool. that movie? What was the title? American, <laughs> American Psycho. What was the title? <laughs> What's the matter with you? Um, Wake the, up! The Joker is cool. It's just I wouldn't want to emulate the Joker. All right, right. I'm not you putting would, Joker quotes and living my life like that. It's not my blueprint for success. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not blowing up children's hospitals. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't know how we got. We were talking about burners. Can I? How do we get I to know, the burners? You, you asked. Um, oh, what success be? for? Oh, the uh, Leafs. The Leafs. Oh my God! How do we get the here? And then, <laughs> and then I made it about Saturday in Boston because that was the the pinnacle of the season. Okay, so what do you want to see in the the small stuff arena for the entire season? So Uh, can I, can I give one thing? Yeah. I want to see no Wayne Simmons. Okay. Going into the game, Wayne Simmons isn't in the lineup. That's you're starting on your, your right foot. Like that's a successful start. Obviously, unless you don't have a choice, that's the guy. But in this game where it's another game where it's a litmus test, this is a team that, um, I don't have standing in front of me. I think they're number one. First in in the Western conference. Um, they're both extremely good teams. You're going up a team where it's going to be a playoff playoff atmosphere because uh, Winnipeg always tries. They are not first anymore. They've dropped down to second. They're tied with oh, Dallas. Matthew, Man, tied, they for, suck. tied for first. Though. Matthew Kachuk um, uh, at intermission talked about this being like a, sort of a measuring stick game mm. for the Panthers, and they learned some things about themselves. Mm-hmm. But 
If you're the Panthers and would you, you call are, it the stick of truth? Hey, oh, I certainly <laughs> would. Can't wait to play that all day, every day. Uh, I would, uh, if I was the Panthers and I am where I am in the standings, yeah. Like we were the president's trophy winning team. Uh, they are in a place where we want to be. Ideally, we'd rocket up the standings and overtake Tampa mm-hmm. and play the Leafs in the first round. That's got to be their mentality. If you're the Leafs and the Jets, and you look at the standings every day and you see the same teams in the top 10, top eight, top six, uh, for months on end, you gotta be excited for this game. You gotta be, uh, their next game, like Leafs are in fourth jets are in sixth. Every There's game league standings in the yeah, league standings, uh, every game against Boston, Carolina, New Jersey, Dallas, uh, the Jets are sixth. Then you got Vegas. Tampa is extremely obvious. The Rangers in Seattle round out the top 10. Uh, you, there's got to be a little extra something to those two games. Or those two games. Those those teams. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a little uh, extra something there. So even though it's not an inter-conference team or an interdivisional game, uh, you're the two best teams in Canada and it, I'm sorry it means something and the one thing I want in a game like that is no dumb penalties yes yeah. and I think Wayne's just he's he's such a great ambassador for the team he's such a great locker room guy but when he's been in the lineup lately there's been a lot of bad penalties and I don't want that and it's worth mentioning that like Dryden Hunt hey I called him the right name go me Brad Hunt Brad oh no don't Fuck me up. Dryden Hunt and Bobby McMahon, I think, have been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Bobby, Bobby McMahon, especially, surprisingly. Yeah, like, I, I, I didn't know who uh, expected this. Yeah, And he did take a penalty. Yes. yes um, sure. I don't know. Narrowly taking a high stick, but uh, he had a real, real, real good scoring chance. Should have got his first. He should have his first twice over. Was his high stick the one where Kachuk hit him in the face, himself in the face first, and then the stick kind of also hit Kachuk? Yes. Yeah, and then Kachuk <laughs> sold it like a used car. Yeah! Kachuk yeah. acted like he died after he hit himself in the face. He hit himself in the face. Ah. McMahon got his helmet, which yeah. is high sticking. Yeah, can't it was it. a penalty. It was a right call. Yeah. It was just a little embellished. But like, you know, okay, you put Wayne Simmons in the lineup because you want to be tougher. Dryden Hunt skates through guys. Mm-hmm. And Aston Reese has a bee in his bonnet. And Bobby McMahon is a big body. And Michael Bunting is always there. in there. And Michael Bunting yeah. is always in there. Like I, I like Jordy Ben, by the way, not knowing what was going on last night and still defending Michael Bunting. Yeah, <laughs> like, the stop talking about the Leafs like they're this shrinking violence. Well, they have been until this year. I honestly... No, of course. This is a change. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is a change. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I can understand why some people are maybe slow to the party. Yeah, and there are times where they're very obviously the second toughest team in a game. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but do but something, and they are doing something. They're doing you, something. You don't have to be the toughest team. Just win. But you, you do got to you gotta tussle. Stand a little. up for yourself, for God's which sake. Which they have yes. been. Yes, they have. Right. And, and, and which they have been. And yeah. you know what? There's, oh, yeah. there's no circumstance where Jesse's going to say what he just said, which is, you know, it's dress your best lineup, right? Yeah. Where I'm going to hear Wayne Simmons' name not in the lineup and not hurt a little. Oh, like yeah. I, we like love Wayne Simmons, but it's one of those things. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Jess. I think it's the it's the right thing to do uh, based on the play. And I think the team knows that he's played six games. I mm-hmm. think, you know, this is not, you know, they made him available publicly for a trade before the season started. So um, he might still get dealt. He might. He mm-hmm. might. Yeah. 
But I also think, you know what? Not a bad guy to have around for the playoffs uh, to pump guys up. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and also, like, listen. Not the worst. Injuries. Yeah. And if the, if the Leafs ever go on a deep run, I want Wayne to be a part of that. Wouldn't it be great? I yeah. want him to be wouldn't within the organization. Like, win one for Jason. How about win one for Wayne? Win yeah. one for Wayne. Yeah. Like, it's so nice that Jason gets to, like, if, if the Leafs ever get a ring, like, he gets one. Mm. It's so nice that he's he's within the organization. And Wayne should be here forever. Do love that. Yeah. Um, you mentioned injuries, and I think you want to move on. But uh, we uh, Nick Robertson's done for the season. He- <laughs> yes. <laughs> you okay? You're right there. Are you also really, done for the I'm, season? I'm really sad about Nick Robertson. No. <laughs> I think that sucks. <laughs> it's awful. Oh, yeah. And I think uh, we need to really be realistic with the kid can we have a plan next year the next year the leafs cannot do this Hmm. with nick robertson next year marley's until he's so unbelievably outsized and he stays there staple him there tell the head coach you got him for the whole year unless he's scoring like a goal a game let him develop. Yeah. They did not do that at the beginning of he's the year. 21. He's 20. He's, he's got time. He's mm. so young. And Bobby McMahon made his NHL debut at 26. Michael and Bunting. And we're like, look at this guy. He looks great. Look at Michael Bunting. Look at Michael Bunting. He's 45. <laughs> and That's almost won the rookie of the year. By the way, <laughs> is how he's an old man. And really, he's just. He was, what, 26 last year? It's ancient. So, yeah. but what I would say is that, like, with Nick Robertson, the organization of. Of any player, I, I honestly, they've done such a great job developing. Remember when everybody's like, yeah, throw Lilligren into a trade. He sucks. What a what a bum. That's a bust first rounder. And he's been. He's the wh- best right hander they have. Yes, he has been. And, and, and that was what the expectation was going to be when he was drafted. But there were a few years in there where it was like, is this guy going to, is this, there's going to be any progression here? Yeah. The Leafs need to say, need to take their own advice which they've done time and time and time again. And they've done a great job in, in, in bringing these players up from the Marlies and go, leave him there. And Lilligren was another guy who suffered a major setback with an injury. Yeah. He got injured yeah. at the World Juniors, if I remember That's correct. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, it, there, that, he was part of a stretch where it's like, can we stop sending guys to the World Juniors? Because they just yeah. kept getting hurt. Yeah. And no, you can't. You have to continue. No, to I know that. Um, the Habs announced today that Yaroslav Kovsky, by the way, is going to be out for three months. You have to Oof. wonder about that, too. They haven't seen the progression that they want. Actually, as of this moment, Ken Hughes is doing a press conference um, and, you know, talking to Habs reporters and that sort of thing. And, and from what I have seen come up on Twitter while we're recording this show, first off, uh, I love following Habs on Reddit because it's a, it's a good account to figure out, like, what's going on with, with Habs yeah. fans. And it said, it's nice to see a Habs GM who doesn't see a press conference as a boxing match and have visible disdain for journalists asking legitimate questions. Oh, it's the worst day of Bergevin's life, like every day. Yeah, that he had to speak. How dare, how dare you question my questionable actions? Yeah. Uh, Ken Hughes, though, did say, like, we're not concerned so much about his lack of production this year. I think everybody was very excited about this guy. Obviously, he was drafted in Montreal as the first overall pick. Like, obviously, that's exciting. But I do have to say, it seems as though he probably could have benefited from kicking ass at a lower level first. Yes. And maybe next year that's the plan. They have the option to put him in the AHL the whole time. Of course. Yeah, and they just haven't. Um, They wouldn't do this, but if I'm not mistaken, it's a possibility. The cutoff to get sent back to junior uh, is 40 games. I And he's done at 39. I don't think they're going to do that. But there's such a wide variety of possibilities with Slavkovsky. Um, Take your time. What's the rush? Yeah. 
That's what I mean. Like the same thing with Robertson yeah. as with Slavkovsky. Just give these guys a little bit of time. You're the house. Right. What's the rush? <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're well, in a I, I better think, position than most, frankly. They're going to play Nick Suzuki 40 shifts instead of 39 shifts. Like, uh, Man, that guy plays a lot. Our next product is a pretty cool product and something that I know Jesse really likes. Woo! Specifically. Big boats! <laughs> Athletic greens. Duh. Athletic greens. <laughs> oh. And Jesse likes it because, like most people, Jesse my, is my in love ears. with... He's in love with Lewis Hamilton. Ah, oh, that's Lewis. right. <laughs> oh, Mercedes AMG. So, Jesse, tell me something. Yes. Most green drinks yeah. taste like they're green drinks. Oh, yeah. Athletic greens. Delicious. Actually? Yeah, yeah. No, they no come, BS. There's a little, it comes with a little like plastic athletic greens bottle, and you pour the little powder in there, and then you add some water, and then you shake it, and then you just drink it. How do you do it? What do you do? Yeah, shake it! That's right. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It will help your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, your aging, all of those things. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading through flu and cold season, right? Because, hey, we're in it, uh, but we're not through it. You know what I'm saying? Feels like we've been in it for three years. It's Yeah, it does. It's just one scoop with a cup of water every day. And Jesse, what do you do with it? You drink it. No, you shh. Come on. No, after you shake it, shake it, then you, you drink it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash SDP. That's athleticgreens.com slash SDP to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Gonna need you to show me how to shake it again. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, this is, uh, as of this recording, it's called Blue Monday. Uh, but this week is known as one of the hardest weeks of the year for people. They call it the most depressing day of the year, believe it or not. That's why they call it Blue Monday. January? I could do without it. Yeah, honestly, yeah. You could skip January. You could skip January. <laughs> <laughs> we, could we do an 11 month calendar yeah 12 is too many yeah <laughs> 11 listen if if you're feeling a little bit down or you're feeling like you wanted to speak to somebody better help might be for you the thing that they do that is different from a lot of different places is you're able to connect with somebody uh the way that you want to connect with them meaning that if you want to do uh you know a video chat that's fine if you want to just do it on the phone that's fine too if you want to just do text that's all you're comfortable with better help Obviously personalizes that experience for you. And if you're not feeling it with your therapist, that's okay. They're going to match it with somebody else too. And, and so the whole thing about, about therapy is finding that person that you feel like you click with and you feel like that you can speak honestly to. And uh, BetterHelp definitely, definitely helps with that. So if you're thinking of giving a therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option, convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. So if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash SDP today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash SDP. Think you know which way it's going to go? Make your bet at Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, basketball, or the road to the Super Bowl, get in on all the action at Sports Interaction. Bet pregame, live and play, or one of the many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now to see all that sports betting has to offer. If you want to bet, head to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. That is sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. 19 plus, please play responsible. Um, I have sent Jesse a, uh, mm. an article. Do you have it? Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going to bring these pictures up on screen. Do you want to know what it's like to live like an NHL player? Sure. Like what 
what your condo might look like if you got a really good contract. Ooh. Because there's a Leaf who's got a condo, former Leaf, former friend, Sports Interaction. Do we know who it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, uh, but I'm, but I'm not gonna. Don't look. I don't want you to. I don't want to. I don't want to. Talk. I want you to see the apartment first, and then okay. guess which former Leafs apartment this is. What I always observe from uh, seeing NHL players' homes mm-hmm. is they're extremely clean, and I think that's because they're never there. Yeah, probably, and also because they would have a cleaning staff. That too. Uh, but this penthouse in Toronto has dropped by almost a million dollars in price because if you don't know, the even the real estate market in Toronto is down. So Jesse, yeah, did you did you see by the way, Jesse, who it was? No, okay. I have no idea who So it I is. want you guys to look through this and I want you, when you're watching, look through this and I'll describe some of the things for people listening. Yes, please. Um, but I, I, want you to, I want you to see if you can tell who it is. So let's, it's located at 199 Richmond Street West, which is very much in the heart of the cool part of Toronto, if you want to party. Toronto. Um, so we got a nice kind of open foyer. We got like a teak colored kitchen. Um, teak? That's that's a teak colored kitchen. Yep, um, tough as teak. We're looking. At, they they call that you know that island where the marble comes down the side. They call that waterfall marble. Uh, ah, yeah, that's what they call it's that. Very important to me. Um, we've got light floors. Um, it's and huge. It, it is. It, it's an enormous condo. Um, and I'll kind of go through some of the for stats Toronto, for you. Jeez. Yeah, read off the stats. So, how many um, people? What's the illusion? Like, how many people do you think are coming to your place? What are you there are about? so many places to sit. I like it. You don't think, oh, there, ah! I see the jerseys. I see the jerseys. Ah! <laughs> it's Nazem Kadri's house. It's Nas. Yeah. You know, I wondered if that would be in there. Oh, I he's got a Magic Johnson signed jersey. I would not have guessed Nas, but now that I, now that you show me, go, can you go back to the living space where his jerseys were? You got to see this. Yeah, on we've movie. definitely seen that on something. That view, yeah. Oh yeah. The, or just, the Leafs videos. Yeah. Like it yeah. is a three plus one bedroom. So three bedrooms and like an office bedroom. Three bathroom in a condo. Oh, yeah. Uh, also features extremely high ceilings. Uh, primary bedroom is equipped with a private balcony and a hotel style ensuite. So, oh, what so the? F- you, you go, you, basically, you can go to the bath. I think it's got a water closet, but like, some of those bathrooms are like wide open. So if you have to go to the bathroom and somebody's, all, somebody's in bed, like you got a we, partner. Can we talk about that? And the bathtub being right next to your bedroom? Yeah. Is that a thing? I don't... Oh, yeah. I don't hate that. Oh, wow. I I just don't... I have seen bathrooms where there's like a toilet that's visible from the bed, and that I don't want. I don't want that. But make it it a water closet. The toilet looks to be around... Around the door. That's the the shower, right? And the toilet's in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And as, as a guy with kids, or a kid, the only place that I can get any sort of moment to myself is the toilet. So I want the door on the I've toilet. I've heard that about dad life. Yeah, oh, when you're dad? Yeah, that's it. That's you. And people are like, literally like, people are like, what? What are you doing in there? My mom now is like, don't take your phone to the bathroom. I know what you're doing. Like she straight up knows. Straight up. Oh, there's even a laundry room. Oh, like in a condo? Yeah. It's, it's not, not just a laundry machine that's in a closet. That's very there's fancy. There's a room got a for the laundry. Sink. I know wow. enough to know that that's fancy. Wow. Fancy. Yeah. He's got walk-in closets. I mean, what you would expect, but it's beautiful. The views are incredible, too. The, okay, this condo is $8 million. <laughs> no, it's it's actually 4.2. 4.2. It was lowered from 5.3. 4 
4.2 and Kadri's a hockey player so you know he's trying to get 4.3. Jesse can you <laughs> Well, Jesse, can you send me that that listing cuz I I'm looking at the the blog TO article on this. Okay, yeah, the um, listing has a lot more. Oh, he's got a Peloton. Cuz I'm going to I want to read it to you. Yeah, I think it's interesting, you know, like the uh Phil Kessel, I remember his apartment. I lived in the cheap side of Phil Kessel's building. So there was a You lived in Phil Kessel's building? I did. So there was so our buildings were his building was built on top of the first Eaton Center in Toronto, which is located at College and Young. I didn't know there was a first Eaton It's called, uh, I forget, yeah, it was re- built by the Eaton Company, and it was supposed to be a gigantic skyscraper. They built it in the 20s, and then right at the end of the 20s, there was obviously the crash, so they decided not to build the skyscraper, but they still built the department store. And now there's like a brick and a winners and stuff in there, and I had this horrendous 350 square foot bachelor apartment that puffed dust. Like I could see the dust coming out of the vent because it was uh, so old that, and shitty. That apartment sucked. That you remember that one, right? I do. Terrible. How, how could I not? I was like, my f- damn, bro, you live like this. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. It was it was a really bad. But I was like 20. Yeah. Uh, so here's what they say in the description: a luxuriously refined yet warm and inviting penthouse high above the city with bespoke detailing, worthy of a Stanley Cup champion. Boasting 3,200 square feet of sophisticated, entertaining, and mind spaces flow effortlessly from one to another, showcasing a delicate balance of comfort, creating a living experience that accommodates both large-scale, entertaining, and warm, inviting family life. Stunning panoramic views from every window. Uh, Perfect place to take the magical storyline. You get two parking spots and two lockers with it. Two! Damn. One of only two penthouses on the floor. You get melee appliances, which are great, an espresso bar and a wine fridge. Uh, uh, control for uh, smart home animation, built-in speakers, automated roller blinds, and That's automated cool. roller blinds are the ones where you go, here's the app on my phone, yeah. okay, my blinds are going out. That's cool as shit. Yeah. Um, upgraded marble and wood wall high ceilings. Gotta love it. How much are the property taxes? Out? Property taxes are $15,000! And your maintenance fees, so you're, you're over $1,000 a month in tax, and your maintenance fees are $3,000 a month. <laughs> So Condo you, living, baby. You gotta be rich. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Gotta be NHL player rich. <laughs> the yep. two parking spaces thing is uh, wild, too. Why is this available online? Two lockers. Oh, uh, they're marketing it as a former NHL. Uh, place. None of us can buy this. Why is it online? Yeah, this is a private thing. No one can buy this. Well, Adam, there's p- like 30 people who can buy this. They're place. all public sale. What? <laughs> That's yeah. true. It's real. No, estate, I right? know. I'm yeah, just, no, no. They're yeah. advertising it as Nazem Kadri's apartment. That's why it's in Blog To. They ad- realtors advertise that. They put up the uh, the jersey for a reason. For a reason. Picture. It's like so you can. It's a conversation. He have his own jersey hanging. You so, think Nazem? By the way, this this was something I found very funny. Can, can you go to the? This isn't Nazem's. Oh, that's not Nazem's. No, no, can no, you no. go back to Nazem's and go <laughs> to the room with the jerseys in it? Yeah, sure. Because I was like, that that's the game you chose to remember. Do you what? you know it's, what game? There it is. So uh, he's got. Um, they're both outdoor jerseys. Oh. I think this realtor got two Cadre jerseys on sale because the that's the Centennial Classic outdoor one, mm-hmm. isn't it? And that one is the outdoor game. That's the jersey the you sailor love from jersey. the outdoor game in Washington where they got murdered. Yeah. Why would he want a jersey from a game in which his team lost six to two? Well, I don't know. You're you're a hundred percent right in that. 
I don't think these jerseys were up when he was living there. Yeah. Why isn't that, there an, like an Avs one this from is when he won a, the cup? This is a staged jersey setting. No, I know. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, I'm mm-hmm. agreeing with you that, yeah, yeah this is 100% it. Yeah, no, you got <laughs> those it. on sale. Just in the same way that, uh, or no, that wasn't the Centennial Classic one. What the, that's the Aretna's one. When did this they wear is, the Aretna's This is Aretna's, one? yeah, the stripey one. Because remember, that's, Matthews did not play in the Aretna's game. But a shitload of not just Leaf fans, Marley's fans have the Matthews Aretna jersey because if you remember during one of the Marley's playoff runs, they had them on sale for like 80 bucks and I bought one and so did everyone else. They had them on sale at Rico. At Rico because that was an incredible deal. Um, They made too many. (laughs) What was the Aretna's game? I can't remember. We can look it up, but yeah, eh. it's not. Don't worry but that's a year. That's a fucking good eye. And only Steve would notice. That. Yeah, I, that's why I brought it up. I'm like, there's going to be something in here. I'm missing. What does he have commemorated in the middle? I couldn't tell. I think it's just I, ca- I can't. Yeah, I don't think there's something to do with the hundred anniversary because that's the hundred logo. So maybe it's the outdoor game. No, it looks like it's in the arena with the thing. Yeah, well, then I'm confused. I don't see any Avs merchandise up there, by the way. No. Yeah, because it, it's staged for a trial. They're selling, person, it, right? they're selling it here. Listen, if you have... Until I get the jerseys with the place. <laughs> I'm not even taking them down. Look, that's definitely Scotiabank, right? 100%. Sorry, Adam, continue. <laughs> if you have... I'll pay extra to get the jerseys with the place. <laughs> so you can take them down? I'm, I'm leaving them up. So I, can, <laughs> I want to feel sad every day. <laughs> I want to be reminded was, every day. It's like a, it's like yeah. uh, uh, it's like what's that? What's that movie with Tom Hanks that was made? Angels and Demons, like where the guy is like flagellating himself. Like oh, that's what that was. The Da Vinci Code. The Da Vinci Code, which is yeah. which is part of Angels and Demons, yes, the whole series. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So it's sort of like Nazem Kadri's a little bit of like, oh, you did wrong. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm replacing about. his jerseys with. Um, Kerfoot jersey. Um, was yeah. the Da Vinci Code good, or was it good no. just because I was like twelve and there was a really good book at the time? I think it was. I think it was entertaining. Yeah. I don't think there's anything. It's like the first Avatar. Everybody loved it, and then they hated it, and it was sort of like I don't know. It's I just, liked it's, Avatar. It's a movie. Yeah. I liked it. I don't the know. The first Avatar was just to show off 3D technology. See, there's oh, a scene. Oh, there's a scene this where there was a guy. floating yeah. leaf, and you're like, ooh. You're going to tell me it's the same pl- plot as Pocahontas. <laughs> yeah. It quite literally is. Yeah, yeah, um, I, think, I think, I think, um, I don't know. If you had crazy money and you wanted to live downtown, like Steve, let's say you've got, uh, you've got purchase an NHL team money. Damn. But you're not involved in sports at all. Like the best you have what? right now, like you have purchase an NHL team money. You're a billionaire. What? But you don't own the own a team no and you being a billionaire would only want to buy the leafs anyway yeah uh, and they're not for sale and i got to impress my friends so what if i do the sports. so would you would you buy this condo um uh as a big Leafs fan as like a conversation piece so you live there and then when people come in you're like well oh steve tell him. steve yeah. tell him tell him to tell him it's nazim kadri's old apartment no way no, so wait, I'm a billionaire in this scenario? Well, or, or or maybe billionaire is too much. Billionaire. Yeah, billionaire. billionaire. Well, because I was going to say, okay, I'm a billionaire. I buy the building and double rent. Okay, let's say you get 20, 20 mil in the bank. Oh. 20 ooh. sheets, baby. 20 oh, sheets. Oh, definitely. Hey, hey, see that on the wall? See that See that on the Oh, God. Oh, so I'm a chode. 
<laughs> okay, if you were going to buy the condo, would you be able to, would you say like, can I get a Nazem Qadri autographed something not, in see, the deal? You know. Uh, I feel like you worked that into I'm the deal. I'm not feeling this apartment. You know what would make it's it nice better? nice apartment. What don't you like about yeah. this apartment? No, you got to hang a bunch of toys and pictures of yourself on the wall. <laughs> Is that the only way you feel comfortable? In uh, <laughs> Amazon frames. That would make it, that would really Which put it over the, the top. Which room is the blue room? You know, yeah, most would, people should live. That would put it over the top. With pictures of themselves in the yeah, basement. Yeah. Like, like 80 of them. <laughs> totally reasonable. And with dolls to go with each. Figures! <laughs> like 80 of them. Yeah, that's what they need. Oh, some of them man. are baseball, some of them are wrestling. Where does that guy stay? Uh, is he the plus one? Is he in the plus one room? The, uh, the, the shower. He stays in the open shower. No, he's in the bathtub just looking at you. Going to bed, Steve? No, he's in the tub while you're sleeping. Like that horror movie? Yes, I've seen that online. That's a good one. Okay, a couple things. The Canucks continue to be the Canucks. This is a smaller story, but I still think it's relevant mentioning. Jeff Patterson. You know Jeff Patterson? No. Yes, I did see this. Jeff Patterson, who is a... He works for Rink Ride, and he's a... A contributor on Securus and Price. Go Goat is a, is another company kind of like ours, but like more on the West Coast, and they do some podcast producing and stuff like that. Sure, okay. uh, anyway, uh, Jeff was not permitted to attend Monday's Jim Rutherford press conference, and he said, "Here's what the press," and he was talking about it. And this is obviously a big issue in Vancouver. He said the press conference was not the issue. The issue is one of the se- one of season long access in October. The hockey club made a decision to deny media accreditation to us. Uh, as such, access has been limited this season. We have tried to work with the organization to find a resolution to the matter. We believe we meet all the criteria necessary to be accredited. We look forward to the day when once again we have full access. Despite the obstacles, we pledge to continue to provide the loyal and passionate fans of the market the independent coverage they expect and deserve. And I, the reason I wanted to bring this up is, you know, we make a joke about it, but we can't get it either. Nope. And it's, it's, you know, I mean, he's an actual like reporter, journalist, right? It's, hey, hey, <laughs> I know the name of my show. That's right. <laughs> Does a Jesse Blake sports report deserve to go to the all-star game? I don't know. I'm not sure. But I feel <laughs> like Jeff, reporting in the name. Jeff Patterson, who's been a reporter there forever, should probably have access. Hmm. And I don't know. And, and I'm not saying that what's going on with an Aquilini run franchise versus MLSE is very different. Mm-hmm. The amount of slots available in Toronto is, is limited because there's so much media here. There um, is a, there's so much. I'm sure it's limited in Vancouver too. But in in Vancouver, I feel it would be more limited by what you wanted it to be limited by. Yeah. How about self-imposed cap? Giving Jeff Patterson thirty seconds to ask a question of Jim Rutherford in a press conference that lasted nearly an hour. You couldn't have given him one question. Let him in the building. What are you doing? Stupid, right? What are you afraid of? I think is the most important question. Well, the spin. The spin. spin oh, cycle. the spin. The me. <laughs> um, Josh Norris will return from uh, 30 game, 38 game absence uh, versus the Penguins. I feel like uh, I feel like he's a bigger loss than people outside of Ottawa realize. Much big bigger. Loss. Big, big loss. And I wonder, I, to me, I think it's you don't judge Ottawa so much. I mean, you got to judge a little based on how the season started, but I think you're going to get injured now until the end of the year is where we see Ottawa, where they really stand. You, Cause listen, if the Leafs didn't have Tavares or, or Matthews for 42 games, 
it'd be a problem. They'd figure oh, it out. Definitely. But they wouldn't be top five in the league. They wouldn't Foster be top wins. five in the league. They'd probably be fighting for a playoff spot. In I don't know. Somewhere like, along the line. What if, what if I listed all of the defensemen who went down for the last two months? That's and you true. would be yeah. like, oh, the Leafs yeah. wouldn't be anything. And look how they've played. Yeah, that's you know? fair. I think there's there's a lot bigger issues in Ottawa than just missing Josh like Norris. Like their defense. Like their defense. But I do think yes. you'll get a better sense of where they're at. For sure. It's clear they need to improve. I don't think they're a playoff team. Their their defense is atrocious. Um, it's not great. But, but having him back, I think you're going to get a better sense of what Ottawa really is. Definitely. And also something to watch with them. They are healthy scratching Matthew Joseph, which has mm. Sens fans split between fire DJ Smith and trade question mark. So we'll see what happens there. I wonder, they just got him, didn't they? Uh, or was that two years ago? Last now? year. I think I want to say it was which in the season next was that all trade? Yes, that's what it was. Was um, that the was that the season before last season or was that last season? That was last season because then Nick Paul destroyed the Leafs. Right. Along when. With when a when a player from the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning organization is shipped off by Tampa Bay, I am concerned. What does Tampa Bay know? How do they know this? Where are they knowing it? Mm-hmm. See, why like, are you offering me this player? Why is Matthew Joseph yeah. available if he's such a good young talent? Why can I just sign JT Miller for a hundred years? They're this doing. Well, they be did the give case. up a first round pick for JT Miller. They gave up a lot. People forget that the Lightning. No, no. The, oh, the, the Vancouver Canucks. Canucks. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Like uh, Matthew jo- Joseph, like promising young Ford, right? But if Tampa's willing to get rid of him, send him to Ottawa, I don't know. You know what? And now look, the Leafs did shit. what the you're Leafs did shit today, with Jesse. Chicago in the early 2010s. Ah, we're gonna get a little piece of that Stanley Cup winning organization. And Chicago said, "All right," <laughs> <laughs> and the Leafs did not get better. And I just think it's funny how. So the Blackhawks did uh, to the Leafs what Tampa is doing to everybody. Right. Right. Um, I mean, how's he doing? Ooh, yeah, that's not very good. Well, I, you know, hopefully he gets better. uh, Is, and I have to ask this of Sens fans, having not watched enough Sens hockey this year, is DJ Smith really the problem or is the roster just not there yet? I, I know he makes odd roster decisions that drive people crazy but is he the problem or is the roster just what everybody else thought it was but Sens fans were like no they're great i think it's largely issues with problems deep in the lineup yeah they don't have any depth yeah. like the, you yeah. lose josh it's like it's it's devastating to lose one of their good players right some teams can survive it and other teams can't and something that babs mentioned uh in one of the first playoff series w- with toronto he's like we need to improve our depth yeah. Lo and behold, he was right. You consider their depth then, their depth now. I mean, he wasn't wrong about everything. No. Exactly. You know, but... Uh, <laughs> well, I think the internet has a way of portraying that. It's like, yeah, right. we don't like you now. Now everything you said is wrong. Yeah, well, you no, have to... He's pretty smart. You have to remind yourself. I, I, uh, the Sens are, in general, heading in the right direction. Sure. It's just this season hasn't gone It's well. a little hard to compete with the top teams in the Atlantic. Yeah, you know, and next they're, season they're is going to be a very interesting one in the Atlantic. Yeah, next year it's looking like it's geared up to be something really exciting, but they're just not there yet. You know, I think it has to do with a lot of the deep roster construction, like you guys said. Yeah, next season you try to make your move. Yeah. Okay, well, if you're Ottawa, we shall see. Yeah. Uh, are, are we, we should we should dovetail that with the other player who returned and the biggest farce in the NHL that continues to happen. Please take it. Fucking Evander Kane comes back, 
Oh, hey, everybody. Uh, Kyler Yamamoto and Ryan Murray are injured. What did I tell you last year? Oh, my God. No, they're Monday. injured. LTIR. We got space now. I told you that was going to happen on Monday. Oops. It's I, fucking stupid. I, I fell. It's I, fucking it's stupid. The salary cap is broken. It's LTIR is a sham. And what about the Leafs? Yeah, definitely the Leafs. The Damn. Leafs have had several players who never played for them <laughs> under contract. The loophole thing. Clarkson. Let's not pretend like that was a little weird. Clarkson, the second time. How many of you knew there was a second time? Nathan Horton, Leaf legend. Like Robida Island is the reason we oh have the name. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Robida Island. And, Did you and, mention Lupul? You mentioned Lupul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one. Well, and you know what's funny about Robida Island? Three million bucks. That was it. Mm-hmm. Three million Made bucks. Made all the difference in the world, though. Tampa. Well, they won the cup with, what, 93? Five ninety six million. They were paying their total roster. What is the t shirt? Fourteen million over the cap. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Habs fans it. kept saying it. Well, and Tampa's like, well, we won. Yeah, who cares? Well, and now the Habs are doing it. And well, of course they're doing it. They're a rich team. Well, and they should do it. Shea Weber is a golden knight, and Brent Seabrook is a lightning, and the whole thing's bullshit. Um, <laughs> it's such a, like uh, seventeen teams are over the cap. So the cap isn't a cap if 17 teams are over it. More than half of the National Hockey League. Doesn't make sense. And yet here we are. Don't, don't, don't catch me saying it, though, because I'm clearly biased. Um, I've never said that before, that this system doesn't work. This, hey, I, I, what? Okay. No, the San Jose Sharks suck, and they're, oh, they're exploiting this. Go on. Tell Adam about his full diaper. <laughs> no, Adam had a very reasonable reaction to the Leafs oh, losing yeah? one game on a Saturday night. <laughs> Guys, I thought Adam was not uh, doing this very again. level-headed. We're not doing this again. Very level-headed. We're not going to do this, man. No, no. You, you are not going to do this in the middle of the night. Screaming, Patrice Bergeron. Like, I'm sorry, you have those night terrors. Paul McLean said they got they got ghosts under their their bed. Ghosts when they open their car. Everything. Remember from the Amazon dog? I sure do. How could I forget? It's the man with the most unintentionally funny face in sports. He uh, he looks like I always thought he looked like Teddy Roosevelt. Look up Teddy Roosevelt. Um, Whoa! Yeah, he looks exactly like Teddy Roosevelt. That's yo. You actually nailed it. History also, majors, you know what I'm talking about. The ancient Brits can't draw. Um, okay, one last question before the press conference, and I saw this come up again, and I wanted to talk about it because Avery from Game Over Edmonton was tweeting about it, and um, uh, somebody said uh, Gavin. Turnex said, the wave, worst in-game tradition in sports, changed my mind. Now, Avery said, the wave is good and fun, and I hope it never dies. Mark Dumont from TSN Montreal weighed in, and he said, I don't understand why people don't, don't like the wave, and mm-hmm. I personally have never minded the wave. I've always had fun when I've participated in the wave. Can I ask you your, both of your opinions on the wave? Why well, do we hate it? Why do we love it? You ever go to a baseball game, and the wave is coming? And there's a kid in your section. And what does the kid say every time? This is lame and we shouldn't do it. No, we, no they go, Wee! <laughs> Jesse, no, we do that. That's all it is. I'm about to get so mad. I'm about to get as mad as Steve was after Boston. <laughs> no, they just fold your arms and sit in your seat. No, oh they God. go, who are these i'm so confused when you're reading this because i'm like who are these people who have strong opinions on hating just a fun thing at a sporting event it's what the fuck is wrong with I you? Do, you you know what i don't <laughs> what like is wrong with the way is when the dr- same drunk guy tries to put oh. what 
two, three, four. Well, it's got to start Come somehow. On. It's got to start somehow. Yeah, but no, it shouldn't take more than three okay, attempts. So, so it should not take more than three. Okay, attempts. so we're all pro wave. It's stuff uh, you do at a sporting event. Okay, okay. So Abolish the goal so horn. So this Abolish is what, cheering. Mm. Sit in your seat and shut the fuck up. Well, so here's what happens in Toronto, right? Because, like, if you're from another city, you don't have this moniker. But moniker, Toronto's thing is, is they're, first off, their fans are, especially at Leafs games, not loud enough because it's all corporate seats, right? And, and sometimes that is true. Sometimes it's very not true. They're very, very loud. And if you go to a baseball game in the playoffs in Toronto, it's fucking loud, man. Toronto fans are loud. And it, but, but so in one thing in Toronto, it's like, uh, you guys are not loud enough. Get into the game. People get into the game with the wave. No, fuck that. Not that way. Don't yeah. you don't celebrate that way. That's not on the approved list of sports celebrations. It's, I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's not my favorite thing. I just don't think you're a loser dork for doing it. No. Well, and if, I mean, really, if you're at the game and you're the person not doing it, what do you look like? A stick in the mud. Yeah, just a fart. Oh yeah, look at you, you having lots of fun. And you are a fart in the windstorm when the when you're not participating in the waves. Like I won't do this. <laughs> Everybody else is like, well, it's coming anyway, and it's probably coming again. Yeah. Uh, so I just. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. So I wanted to ask you about that. So here's my other one. Okay. Here's one, and and the wave discussion that Avery brought up reminds me of something else. Oh. Hey, all three of us are at a game. Okay. Actually, everybody, everybody watching this, everybody listening to this, we're all at the game. All right, okay? that's like a billion dollars okay. right there. This, it's 10 years ago, and Thomas Caberlet is still a Leaf. Fuck yeah. Okay? Puck goes to the hash marks. There's Thomas Caberlet. That was longer than 10 years ago. It was okay, you, 15 years ago. You feel old. And, and you want him to do one thing, but you know he's going to pass. So what do you yell? Oh, at, at him especially? Yes. Until the veins are visible in my neck and forehead. Shoot! Right. Which he never did. And he had never. a great shot. He had a great never shot. Never not once. So the reason I brought him up because I knew Steve would go that way. People also don't like it when fans yell shoot. I always yell shoot. And I don't know what the problem with that is. I genuinely do want them to shoot. What's wrong with yelling shoot? Stay at home. Do you guys have a problem with yelling shoot? Stay at home. If you got if you got a problem with fans being excited in the building and yelling stuff, go home. Yeah. Well, you can't You're say right. both. You can say shut up and sit down and watch the game. Uh, like Toronto fans do and just sit there and say nothing. Uh, you're either that or you're pro wave, you're pro, sh pro shoot and you're pro everything hey, else. Hey, it's, hey, everybody out there who's got a problem with this stuff, we are not going to the theater. We are That's going right. to fucking sports. Or poetry. Fucking poetry. Yell, sit there and yeah. yell and get drunk and have a good time. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know what's funny? I was thinking about a discussion that we had where uh, during one of the holiday episodes mm -hmm. about how the at-home experience is too good. And oh, so the I, hot take of Palooza, which people loved. Yeah, so they seem to love it. Coming back uh, maybe twice a year, we might do on a summer episode and then again at Christmas. Mm -hmm. mm. So I think part of my bias there was I not only had not been to a game this year, but had no prospects of going to a game this year. Now I'm supposed to be going to the game next week uh, against the Rangers, Rangers, and I am so excited, and I'm excited in a way that I would never be just at home. So I'm jacked. I'm jacked to be part of that experience. Are you going to cheer shoot? against your Rangers? Are you going to yell shoot? 
I uh, probably it's it's Shesterkin. You should shoot up very often. Should we do the press conference? Let's do it. Hey, so listen, Hockey Helps the Homeless is coming up uh, with all the proceeds going to Durham Youth Services, February 10th at Dell Park Homes Arena in Oshawa. Uh, it's going to be your chance to play with pros, ex-NHL players, and women's Olympic team players, which is kind of cool. What? Yeah. Uh, you can it's register. Great you can. Re- is it a great rink? It's a great rink. It was uh, right up the street from my old place. It's where I taught myself how to skate. There you go. <laughs> they actually call it the Steve Dangle Arena. <laughs> Memorial. Yeah, Memorial Arena. Steve Dangle Memorial Arena. Hockey um, Hall of Famer Steve Dangle. That's right. Um, you can register as a free agent or you can br- go in with a sponsored team. Also, they're looking for volunteers too. Uh, so if you want to do some volunteering and get involved, this is an amazing cause. Uh, you can register at HockeyHelpsTheHomeless.com or you can email Emma, our good friend Emma, Emma Lingua, uh, Emma at HHTH.com for more information. Hockey Helps the Homeless, February 10th, Dell Park Homes Arena, also known as the Steve Dangle, used to live here in Oshawa Arena. Memorial. Uh, in Oshawa. Memorial Thank Arena. You. Sorry. Yeah. Sick, sick, sick barn. Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. Sorry, did, did I say it's uh, Shesterkin in net? No, I hope it's uh, Alan Walsh client Yaroslav Halak in net and the Leafs lose. That's right. Yes. That's right. <laughs> that was fun, Justin. The wave is fun. Actually, Actually, here, here's nothing wrong with the wave. Get right. Stop do, do being lazy. Do it again. <laughs> See what a dick I look like? Do it again. Do it again. I didn't wave on that one. Here we go, right? <laughs> I'm a better sports fan. I'm a better person. <laughs> uh, People listening, you're missing out on us the way, doing the wave. I just want to say <laughs> that for the first time in a couple episodes, we were able to achieve harmony on the panel. And I think that's wonderful. What? That's yeah. the first... Would you two agreeing on something? It's been, it's been a long... It's been 84 years. I disagree years. with that. Yeah. Ah, there it is. Right. Back to disharmony. Here we go. Okay, so uh, Caleb wanted to bring up that this year, uh, 2013... Uh, this year would be the 10-year anniversary of the 2013 Boston Game 7 collapse. Oh, good! Thank you, Caleb. That's it? Well, that's the end of the press conference. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You just wanted to point that out! Fuck you, this Caleb! Is from, I like Caleb. Uh, You're an asshole! That's oh, that, yeah, that was the end of Caleb's That question. is funny. Funny, funny, funny. Uh, this is from <laughs> Benjamin. Benjamin, okay. who is a Kraken fan. Uh, this is uh, these questions come from our Discord sdpn.ca to join us on Discord. Thanks, Caleb. What's the next big change you see coming to hockey? I'm not necessarily talking rules Ooh. as much as I am techniques and such, like change from stand-up goaltending to butterfly, or the transition to carbon to fiber sticks, or introdu- introducing lacrosse-style goals. Do you see anything, anything new like that happening soon? If so, what will it be? We're going to get back to uh, very, you're going to see teams pivot to drafting huge players, but with big skill. Uh, everybody's going to want Tage Thompson. Who's the next Tage Thompson? That's exactly and what I was going to say. Teams are going to look for that. Good. Yeah. Because remember, teams are secondarily looking for players that will help them win and primarily looking for players that will make them look smart. Mm. <laughs> yep. That's why they're looking for. Uh, Tage Thompson. Uh, I think the biggest change in hockey, the biggest next change in hockey is going to be on the viewing side. Um, teams, I, I know behind the scenes are going heavy into VR. Oh, interesting. And, and I got a little taste of what the Leafs are working on, uh, last year during that, uh, the last game of the season where no one played uh-huh. and, uh, the technology they already have is 
pretty goofy, crazy fun. Um, I'm excited for that to be available on mass. Love that. Cause I, I think it's, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. And then we can look down on those people as well. I like that. Because Can't they're going to miss the wave. That's right. Because they're right. going to be too busy focused on other stuff. <laughs> to agree with Adam, I think we might be on the verge of a height revolution in hockey where we're going to see guys who are upwards of 6'5". And like we don't even see 6'4 guys really dominate the league. Maybe even we'll get up to the Tage Thompsons of the 6'7s and 6'8s. And they'll be them being forwards and not just the blustering D-man like Char on the back end being 7 foot. You know, We're going to see those guys be centermen with high skill. And um, yeah, I think that's the way the game's going for a little bit here. Blustering, good word. Um, this is an interesting one, and I think Steve's going to be the one who has a really good answer for this because of how your brain works. So this is from PPPPP Pop Pop P on our <laughs> Discord. Okay, that's their name. A sports genie pops out of a bottle and tells you, and tells you if you tell him a team in a season. He can let you see one game in person from that year. But you can't pick which game. That will be randomized. Hmm. So, for example, if I pick the Philadelphia Phillies in 2008, I might get to watch any game from game one to game 162, uh, and including all playoff games. You get to experience the game in person, but you are unable to affect the timeline in any way, and you are immediately transported back to present day right after the game ends. No conditions allowed. Uh, which team in season would you give the genie for your in-person experience? Adam Wilde, Steve Dangle, what you got? You start. Hmm. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'll give you my Mount Rushmore. Okay. Off the top of my head. It's extremely recent, but I want to relive Matthew's rookie season. Oh, I want to relive it. It was, it was Marner's as well. And we were coming off of the Leafs being dog shit for a decade. They had just finished last. We were all like, ah, they're going to be slightly better. Nope. 40 goal scoring teenager made the fucking playoffs. Please let me relive that. Relive the, good that and the, bad. the Connor Brown goal that got them there against Pittsburgh. Imagine that's the one it lands on. No, it'd probably be the next night against Columbus. Fucked up the Battle of Ontario. Anyway, um, any game from Sidney Crosby's rookie year is a very uh, transformative year for the NHL. 05-06. I just want to re-experience that. See the giant baggy jerseys. Oh, yeah. Um, I got one. I, Gretzky, I'd say as a rookie. Gretzky in his prime. What are you telling or the genie? Or in his prime. Like to relive a game? Mm -hmm. No, not a season. a season. And then they randomized the game. A randomized. What's your, what's your pick? So my fourth answer for the Mount go, Rushmore. Go, go. Any Leafs game from the 66-67 season. When, by the way, the Leafs, somebody reached out to me. They're talking. You, he said you talked about negative goal differential teams that won the cup. The last team to do it was the Leafs. Because they lost their first 10 games of the season. Yeah, they were, they, which is insane. Yeah, That's I would such a long time ago. I'd have to dress in a suit and a silly hat to go see the game. You would, but, but I would, I would go see, and it. you'd be able to smoke right in Maple Leaf Gardens, just yeah. ash on the floor. Um, I, I think uh, randomized. Like, is it? Could I take a playoff series? No, no. you get to pick a team in, in that season. season, and then the genie will randomize you to a game in that year. It could be a playoff game, could be a regular season game, could be anything. 
in Ooh, between. That's a good question. I'm going to say the the first year that Gretzky won the cup with the Oilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason was they came off, they lost to the Islanders in seven games, I think, the previous year. And so they came back with, like, in the finals. And so they came back with something to really prove. Like, we can do this. We need to do this. And there's that famous story about Wayne Gretzky, you know, walking by the Islanders' room and, like, um, you know, everybody's talking and whatever in the in the Oilers' room. But in the Islanders' room, there's no celebrating going on. They're all just kind of sitting there exhausted and beat up. Which is apparently not true. Oh, okay. I don't know. Well, all I the same. I choose to believe it's true. All the same, I'd like to believe it's true. And and I'm sure they were. It's, it's odd that they wouldn't be partying. But uh, Gretzky... You know, in that year and Messi in that year, those guys all really emerged as like stars, real stars. Craig Simpson. Craig, Craig Simpson. Um, <laughs> he didn't come along till later. Fuck you laughing. Uh, <laughs> I love Craig Simpson. Yeah. You should. The good dude. Uh, so yeah, I think that's the season I'd want. I'd want to see that. I We missed Gretzky's best years. We weren't alive. Like we were, he was traded three months after I was born. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I want to see... Whatever, but I want to feel the excitement. I want to mm-hmm. be in the arena and feel like what it was like in Edmonton at that point too. Like, imagine just the excitement around that. I remember being a kid and being like, Gretzky played for a team before the Kings. Ah, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, after a heartbreaking departure from Gabby and Rachel's season of The Bachelorette, Zach Shellcross's journey to find love will continue when he steps in as leading man for the upcoming twenty seventh season of The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Following an emotional realization about his future with Rachel, Shalcross won Bachelor Nation's affection when he made the difficult decision to end his journey on The Bachelorette. Are you guys cool if on Friday I read the lovely ladies who will be trying to win the heart of Zach yes. Shalcross? Yes, I'm, I'm ready. Bachelor Biles, let's go. Let's go. Uh, this oh. is what this is what Zach Shellcross looks like. Look at the he's got okay. <laughs> he's got it all. The flickety dickety thing that all white guys have. A little bit of scruff. The vaguely pajama uh, long sleeve shirt. I'm wearing the, I'm wearing the shirt. I'm oh wearing my god. Okay, okay, okay. We're gonna it's do the called, side. It's called a Henley. We're doing the side by side. Is that it's what it's called? called? Yes, it's called a Henley. Hold on, hold yeah. on, hold on. Let me go. <laughs> For those of you listening to it, um, (laughs) you're wearing the shirt. Imagine Adam, but fucking hot. Sorry. Oh wait, no, his mouth is closed. You got to do it. The other way. Hold on. Let's get a full screen for you. Oh, you're almost there. There you go. No, yeah, but you're looking at the camera. You got to look. No, yeah, look dead at the. (laughs) Look dead at dead in dead in the thing. Yeah, there you go. Oh yeah. Put your teeth together. Put your teeth together. There you yeah. go. Yeah. But now lower your lower lip somehow. <laughs> no, okay. <Anyway. laughs> All right, everybody. Adam Wilde, the new bachelor. It's me. You all knew it was going to happen. Tell your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd be an awkward conversation. He's hot. Just so I can be famous. You know, take a look. So is the Bachelor. These are some of the casts. We'll go through them. Okay. I don't know who you're I'm excited ready. about. I'm ready for the cast. I'm ready. Oh, oh. I'm ready to get my heart broken. I'm excited about... Um, who will be the villain? I wonder. Bailey looks like she can cause trouble. How many girls are there? There's three A names? There's so many. You're only... I'm the, gonna, oh, my God. Yeah. No, there's like 30. I got to cut Oh, down. my God. There you <laughs> Now, that's the... Oh. Victoria E. Don't like how you spelled it. Eliminated. 
<laughs> all right so that's coming up on friday everybody's i teased it for last week on our discord and some of the discord got mad at me because i didn't do it last week so this friday though i'll uh we'll get it there mercedes <laughs> i hate how you said that <laughs> like, a, like a strip club dj that's it yeah that's i'm so sorry <laughs> Ew. If Lewis Hamilton wins a race this year, Jesse Mercedes. Mercedes. (laughs) Coming up to the stage, we got Mercedes. Uh, All right. Should we wrap it up there, gents? Yep. All right. We're out of here. We love you. We will see you Friday for Bachelor Bios, (laughs) Leafs and Jets. And don't forget to join us for a live show. Next yeah. Friday at cbn.ca slash events. Get your tickets. That's right. Well, you can't get them until Thursday at 6 30. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W Y L D E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.